Blog Talk Radio. And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Stand up. Okay, we're going to expand the energy. You're going to do it the form with your eyes closed. So you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it. It allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body. And as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms, practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it. And some marvelous things will happen. I won't spoil your experience. If you are not sexual, you cannot be spiritual. Because it takes energy to be spiritual. It takes energy meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the toxic traditions have had after that. And in this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime. But I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we're not talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, martial arts forms. Many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love play. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing. Instead of energy going out into the earth, it goes into your system. If you really want to communicate, and the only way we as men can really communicate with a woman is opening up a heart chakra on a heart to hear.
And we say that, well, I don't feel it. But you got to develop it. you got to develop the sensitivity of it because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it or, or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? You made a decision to do something. Just complete completion. And when we look at that word completion, nothing is ever complete. Because everything is constantly changing and moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns. So this whole thing that we're doing here, from the physical or the martial arts into the mental and spiritual things, it's it's not a three-day wonder. You know, it's your life. And as you exhale, slowly open your eyes, very slowly. make this look good. This is a dream come true. Hey, 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 hey. This is Coach Kyrie in the building. And you are now rocking with the best. This is OriginalNativeRadio.com. Please, please, please put on your seatbelt tonight. It's high impact, high energy. You need to be ready. Freddy, whatever rhymes with Ready or Freddy, you need to get it. Pull over, put your windows up or put your windows down, cut the heat up or cut the air condition down. Whatever you got to do, you need to get ready tonight because tonight you're in, you in for an awesome, awesome, awesome show that you've never heard before. We pride ourselves at Original Native Radio at giving you the facts and giving you what you've never heard before. But we're also here to save lives. Remember, this is God consciousness through spirituality. So whatever we're giving you, we want you to get closer to the creator, get close to your creative source because the creator created us to be creative. And when you all dense and heavy and got anxiety and diseases and all that kind of stuff, you can't be creative. The process is hindered. So how can we become more transparent? Is Can we just do herbs? Can we just drink a whole lot of alkaline water? Can we become a vegetarian? Is that the right path? Can should we be a raw foodist? What is it? Is there is there a balanced diet? Are these things really working in our lives? And is it about time we put them to the test? Mm. 
That's what we're talking about tonight. We want to know who is ready to put it to the test. Let me go get my sidekick over here, my big brother, the Greensboro Shaman, Amsu Charles Abbott. Your mic is wide open, big brother. What's going on with you tonight? Hey, brother, everything is fine. I see that we're warming things up, headed towards the 14th here. Yes, we are because it's action packed. We're in North Carolina. We're bringing this this, this scientist. We I, I don't even want to call him a man. I want to put a title on him. I want to bring this scientist, this creative scientist, down here to Greensboro, North Carolina, on April the fourteenth. Over there at 916th Street in Greensboro, the science of symptometry comes to the south. Woo! Have mercy, boy. You got me looking at that. Wait, wait a minute. What did I say about that? This is a dream come true. <laughs> it's going down, man. We're getting ready for the. We're getting ready to bring Dr. Nardi from Symptometry on down here to Greensboro on the 14th. And I want everybody to strap in. That's why I picked this hot jet fuel, rocket fuel topic tonight about... Uh, vegetarians and the alkaline diet and all of that kind of stuff right there. What you, uh, how you feel that this is gonna go tonight? What's, what's your opinion of an alkaline diet or strictly a vegetarian diet? You know, I just ain't gonna eat meat. I'm gonna just eat all greens and just make it all alkaline. What do you think about that? I really, I think it's, you know, where, where a person plugs in. You know, because you know, I've been down all of those. I've been down all of those roads, brother. I've been a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've, I've drank, you know, I've had, you know, a, every, raw, everything above 7.0 alkaline. And I still saw and see, you know, the, the, the things in there, vegan, see all those things that are still somewhat not getting it, you know, for me. And there was something missing. And, um, and so I know that people that are listening to this, you know, may feel that, you know, there's an, they may feel offended by it, but the truth is is that now we have symptometry and science. And all we ask you to do is just hear us out tonight, and then then you can make a decision on what, you know, what's the best choice. Absolutely, absolutely. We want to do. That's what we want to do is present our facts because I know some vegetarians that are in my family that I love, and they got cancer. I got that's an right. aunt right now that changed everything in her diet and everything, and she she got cancer. She like, well, I'm doing the alkaline water, I'm doing the vegetarian diet, yada yada yada. And then my mama tells me the other night she down there getting um, radiation treatment. I'm not happy with that. So I'm going to continue to seek and search out and find some science because that's how I lost my father was I didn't have the science to bring him back. So I've been and, and, and this week has been on my mind that why can the bones last for millions of years but the flesh and the skin can not even make it to a hundred sometimes? What is that about? Where is the, the? There must be some kind of big gap in between where the, where the skin and the flesh and the organs is breaking down before a hundred, but the bones are still lasting for thousands of years. You ever thought about that, brother Amsu? Well, absolutely. And, and one of the main things that I know in, from, from studying acupuncture is that, you know, it's based on circulation and connection and keeping that those uh those those nerves firing. And so, you know, hey, we get too many resistors too many resistors and resistance in our blood, in our flesh 
and our muscles and our lymphatic system, that right there will definitely cause some breaks downs to the point where the body just starts to shut down segmentally, you know. And, um, <laughs> we already got a scientist on the line, I see. We already got a scientist on the line. I hear you, big brother. That's right. You know, so now all I have to do is breathe. You know, so. <laughs> that's, all, that's what I want everybody to do because this is a touchy subject right here. We done talked about masturbation. We done talked about sexual addictions. We done talked about autism. And we done talked about the cure. The cure to these, these what some people call diseases. I call them bumps in the roads now. I don't even look at them as diseases. I call them bumps in the road. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and bring with the air tra- the big air traffic controller on through Dr. Maxwell Nardi. Y'all go ahead and get up on your feet. Okay. Okay. What are you doing tonight? Your mic is wide open. This is Brother Kaye and Brother Amsu in the building. Oh, I'm doing very fine. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. And uh, yeah, I'm glad Dr. that uh, I'm, I'm... Oh, yes, yes. Is that uh, Dr. Abbott over there? Yes, sir. Oh, good, 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 good. It's good to hear your voices and uh, and how um, you you really bearing the flag of symptometry and uh, on the flagship. So that is excellent. That's excellent. Um, yes, um, you were talking about bones and flesh. Why is it that our bones last for thousands of years and then they contain our DNA? and they supply DNA for research so that we are able to trace our ancestors and so on and so forth. Well, to start off, our bones mineralize. Our bones mineralize all the information in order to keep them. Flesh does not mineralize information. Mm. That is the difference. That is the difference. Flesh does not mineralize information because the amount of electricity and the amount of energy in flesh is too much compared to the amount that is in the bone. So that's the difference. That's why flesh, after, after life has been siphoned off, turns into fluid so that it can release all the uh, oxygen to join the oxygen cycle carbon to join the carbon cycle, hydrogen to join the hydrogen cycle, and so on and so forth. So this is why bones last much longer for thousands and thousands of years compared to flesh. And here is another good example. The trees, the grasses, and all that, they behave exactly like bones in humans or in animals. They know how to mineralize and rationalize their their nutrients. Perfectly, and it is we humans who have not yet succeeded in matching the bones with the flesh, so that to be able to achieve both of them uh, to an equal uh, level. And so we still have work to do. This is why we say in symptometry, research stretches to infinity. Research stretches to infinity. That's why I said symptometry will be around for the next 10,000 years and still counting because there is so much work to do. And the different levels of creativity in different levels, I mean, at different fronts will bring out the best in each of us 
and then we realize that there is more to learn even at age 900. At age 1000, for human life, there is even more to learn. So basically, that's the difference between bone and flesh. Mm, 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 mm. Once again, we're so happy that you could be in the building with us tonight, Dr. Nardi, and you came in giving us that science was provable. I've been talking about you all week. I ain't had look. I ain't had time to call you to talk about my own self because I've been talking about symptometry and talking to people and letting them know they need to be on this call and getting a little bit of extra salvation. We're not saying we're the only salvation, but we got a little bit of salvation on here. We're not talking about uh, from a religious standpoint, but we're talking about some scientific salvation. And I said the people need to get over here. We're not starting no cult. We're starting a community of people who want to live energetically. And I like how you use the word creatively, and especially how you said research stretches to infinity. It's, it's never over. Now, does that insinuate even for you, Dr. Nardi, because you established symptometry over 20 years ago. Are you still doing research, or are you just chilling and you just don't have to do any more research? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Research goes on forever. And even this morning, even this morning, I discovered something that was very fascinating. So I discovered something that was very fascinating. There was there's one cancer patient who um, has been vomiting blood and blood and blood and blood. And something just told me to give him the particulate that is made from the highest amount of electricity. And I, I sent the particulate overnight. He received it. He took it this morning. This afternoon, the wife called me to tell me that he stopped vomiting blood. Mm. So this is one thing you have to know. That is a code. Vomiting blood is a code for lack of electricity. Lack of electricity in the human body. Inadequate electricity. And how did, how did I know this? Curing is proven. The physicians over there were, able, were not able to stop his vomiting. This man has been vomiting and vomiting and vomiting and vomiting until he has been vomiting his own ingester. And now, after vomiting, it is not, it turned to blood. He has vomiting blood. And now people say, well, you have to call Dr. Nati. So they call me. I say, all right. There are different, different particulars for vomiting. But there's one particulate there that stands out. It is directly connected to electricity. It is directly connected to electricity. So give, give it to him. So that's what I gave to him. So research today opened another door for me. Connection in, uh, between electricity and the mucous membrane. And connection between electricity and blood. What does blood do? Blood circulates electricity. Blood circulates heat. Blood circulates energy. And energy has many tangents, including electricity, vibrations, and so on and so forth. Therefore, blood is one of the foundations of the human body. This man was losing the foundation of his body. Blood and electricity. And I restored it. He stopped vomiting blood. That's it. So research goes to infinity. Thank you. Now, also, it's always, you know, sometimes I come to people and um, it's very easy for a doctor to treat 
someone on their deathbed because they say, hey, I done tried everything else. You know, I... um, um, sure, I'll, sure, I'll try you now. I've tried 25 other people. I'm on my deathbed. I, I'll try it. But people who are moderately healthy, especially younger people, 25, 35, 45, we, and, you know, last week we talked about us and our addiction to cultural eating. Cultural eating is what I call it. I and whereas, well, I'm from Africa or I'm from Spain, I should eat these foods because this is what my country eats, and and I'm, you know, and or which is going to lead to the conversation about vegetarians tonight. But often when I talk to people who are moderately healthy, they say, "Oh, where are you getting your information from?" And of course, I say, symptometry, root cause therapy. We go to the cell receptors. Oh, I've never heard of that. I say, well. Listen in. Well, where did you get your information from? So tonight, Dr. Nardi, before we continue, would you please give my listening audience some background about, uh, just a little background about yourself and your education and what led to the discovery of symptometry in 1992? Yeah, you see, um, I had a very simple philosophy. Um, I am a doubter. I doubt things a lot and because I want to research and research until I find the truth. And where did I find all this? I found them in the laboratory. And when I was in the laboratory, these were people who, there were people who were laughing at me. Some of these scientists were laughing at me because when I was fascinated with these machines, chromatography and all that, when I was fascinated, and then from there I went to spectrography, and then I went to isotopy when I was studying isotopes, he said, look at this guy over here. He always coming from Africa. He has never seen machines before. Look at him. He has never seen machines before. They were laughing at me. They were laughing at me. They were laughing at me. Yes, I was burning the midnight oil, learning and learning and learning and learning. And, and I discovered something that even they did, not, they did not know existed. I deconstructed pineapple. I deconstructed pineapple. And I discovered the flavors in pineapple. I, dis- I discovered hesperidin in pineapple, coenzyme Q10 in pineapple, routine, routine, sorry, R-U-T-I-N in pineapple, quercetin in pineapple, bromelain in pineapple. And, and, what, and what do they do? And I went to the data bank. I went to the botanical data bank. And that was where I found, I found all, all, I mean, all these attributes, what they do what their role is, what their function is. They increase capillary strength so that, you're, so that you don't have nosebleed. You remember I told you that I used to have nosebleed and bleeding from the ear and all that. Here I was, I, was ne- I never ate pineapple. I did not eat pineapple. What, what, what was I eating? I was eating oranges. I was eating oranges. And who told me about citric acid and oranges? No, no one did. I found, out, I found out about all this the hard way. Go to the lab. Where do you get your facts from? The laboratory. Go to the lab. Stop, 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 stop. I mean, uh, 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 parroting the work of your professor, who 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 is who also got it from another book, and and uh, his professor also or her professor got it from uh, another book, a uh, book 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 book, and eventually zero. You have nothing, no creativity. All you are doing is just. Copying and pasting. 
patching, copying and pasting, copying and pasting. Many PhDs are written, are written all over the United States year after year. What is the level of creativity in their PhDs? Nothing. Nothing is proven. Everything is a theory, 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 theory. We are tired of theories. I wanted to go beyond. Now, why are so many pharmacists interested in symptometry? Last week, it was physicians. This week, it is pharmacists. And this is just the second day. This is just the second day of, uh, the, the, if, if Monday is the first day, today is the second day. If Sunday is the first day, today is the third day of the week. Pharmacists have been calling. Pharmacists have been calling. Yes. Yes. Pharmacists who are the number one doubters. Pharmacists who have been indoctrinated into accepting drugs as the only way of treating a sick person. They now want to know more about symptometry. So if you have some people, a few people out there who have still not heard about symptometry, well, either they have a closed mind or they'll be looking in the wrong places for, for, for the truth. A few of them have ventured beyond anatomy and physiology. That is how they discover symptometry. And then some of them called me, and when I was busy, I wasn't I was, I was able to, to answer the phone. But later on, I went to the web, I went to my, my computer, I went to, then I reviewed all those who called when I was busy. I returned all the calls and look at all these people. Oh, I'm a, I mean, I'm a pharmacist from Florida, from Florida, pharmacist from Connecticut, pharmacist from New York, pharmacist from pharmacist. I mean, what is that? What's wrong with pharmacists? All of a sudden, as if, as if uh, so, so somebody woke them up or something. Well, they know, went to my website. They could not believe it. What? So you say, okay, now what about what about stroke? I said, listen. As far as stroke is concerned, watch, watch, and you will see that it is lack of electricity that, that is taking place. Watch. Is the person's fingers curved into the, uh, curved into the, is the, is the tongue curved into the hand? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, electricity. Is the person dragging his or her foot? Yes. If so, electricity. So what, so what, what, does, what does it mean? It means you have to redefine a person. A person is not anatomy and physiology. A person is a 12-facet life form with a foundation of nerves, cells, blood, and energy. And in that energy, you have so many tangents, vibrations, electricity, magnetism, electromagnetic field, and so on and so forth. Then they ask me, how did you learn all that? Who taught you all that? I said, well, well, I cannot give you the name of my master, but all I do is, when I go to bed, I wake up with a new assignment. I go to bed, I wake up with a new assignment. Okay, how come we? How come? How come? How come we don't? How, how, how come we don't have this kind of assignment? So I asked him a question. When was the last time you drank alcohol? Oh, alcohol! I, I drank. I drank some yesterday. Okay, this is what cut you off completely from the spirit world. This is what cut you off completely from the spirit world. 
But why? But alcohol is good. Who told you that? Like you asked me earlier, who, who, where did I get my information from? You also. Who told you that alcohol is good? Oh, it's in all the books. Who wrote all these books? Who wrote all these books? Then it was quiet. Then I, then I, started, I started a certain process. The process was soul-searching. And this is a pharmacist. This is a pharmacist. Then when I finished talking to him, oh, he called another pharmacist in another state. Called another pharmacist, another pharmacist. And so I was found by, by pharmacists. As if, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Somebody a bomb might have been beating them or something. I don't know. And they all wanted to know more and more and more and more. So I asked them, there will be a show in uh, North Carolina. Uh, there will be a symposium in North Carolina where I'll be discussing the, these details. And uh, if, you, if they want to know my background, my background is very simple. My background is one of their colleagues called me to a room and told me that there was nothing they could do for me. All the tests, all my tests were negative. So now they have to let me go because they cannot base the prescription without uh, on, on anything other than a diagnosis. So they, without a diagnosis, there's nothing you could do for me. So let me go. And am I dead? No. I'm alive. And today here I am. And here comes symptometry. So that's why they are all trailed and they want to study symptometry. So mm. basically that is the background. And in addition to that, I also added a lingo in there as far as the pharmacists are concerned. And uh, they will be listening tonight. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you didn't even tell them about uh, you attending uh, homeopathic college in, in, in London. You left that out. I know. You see, they, 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 first of all, I, 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 I answer questions. And they didn't, ask, answer, they didn't ask me any question at all because they, they felt that what they were hearing was nothing but science. So they, they, they did not occur to them to, to go any further. If they had asked me more questions about, about homeopathy, if they had asked me more questions about, about naturopathy, about natural health, about herbalism, and all that, I would have told them, I would have told them more about the data bank research that is sitting there, and people are not even paying attention to them. They don't know even what is in there. They do not know what is in pineapple. They do not know what is in onion. They do not know what is in, what is in garlic. They do not know what is in ginger. Nothing. Mm. And these are the people who are filling their prescriptions. Filling every their... day. Every day. Every day. And listen, what is even very interesting is that they don't, they don't, when they are sick, they don't, they don't take their own prescriptions. That what? is why symptometry has hit them like a thunderbolt. This is what they have been looking for. Because when they are sick, they don't take prescriptions. They don't take prescriptions. <laughs> we said that the first show. A lot of doctors do not, a lot of scientists do not treat themselves. They don't. They don't test their own. They don't test their own research. They don't. So that means they don't trust their own research. That's correct. That, that's correct. That's why they are so fascinated about symptometry. 
That's why they are so fascinated. And and not only that, um, the doctor, the physician whom, whom I treated also told other physicians about our method of treating asymptomatic. We give people a whole package of information so that the person is empowered, is enlightened to know more about his or her condition so that she doesn't make the same mistake next time. And that was an innovation that, that was totally new to them. And this was what was passed on by one physician to another, and to another, and to another. They said, no, 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 we are missing out on something. You better talk to this man. When, when, when you call, some of them have said, when you call and the answering, uh, the answering service or the secretary comes on, don't say anything, just hang up. Wait until Dr. Nancy himself picks the phone. He has, he has a deep voice. You, you, you know, you, you know that that's Dr. Nancy speaking. You know, you know, I, I'm telling you, you cannot miss his voice. That's how they, look, at, look, at, look at these people. There's a conspiracy out there already. They have been passing on information about me. That's the whole this I talk. I talk with emphasis. I, I have a deep voice. I do this. I do that. So this is so funny. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, now, I am going to ask you some questions about what you're going to be bringing to Greensboro, but you know on this show what I'd like to do is give people original, original information. And we've talked about autism. We've talked about addictions. We've talked about uh, masturbation and the 301 diseases that come from masturbation here in this country. We've talked about the formula um, for removing the lactate acid from the body and how human beings have no way to release lactic acid from their body. But this week... I'm going to touch a nerve, Dr. Nardi. So if you don't want to talk about it now, you can just tell me. But I, I, have to, I have to do it because in the circles that I run in, I know a lot of vegetarians. I know a lot of people who say, oh, I just, this herb is good for this. I had a friend tell me the other night, he said, well, just take niacin. Oh, just take niacin. That'll clean you out. I said, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho. I said, you need to come listen to the show. But how healthy is it? to be so fanatical. You know, we go into I'm just gonna be a vegetarian so meat is bad. Meat is the meat is the answer. So if I leave meat alone and go all veggies, I'm fine. Or if I just take everything alkaline, I'm fine. Or if I just take all the herbs, I'm fine. Can you tell me how symptometry has a different approach to healing than just saying food is the answer? than just saying vegetarian or alkaline diet or the herbs is the only way. Can you please explain how a symptometrist would come at the situation, please? You see, so you see, this is why I said I define a person as a 12-facet life form. And this, this definition alone opens the door wide for everything that has to be said about health. Sometimes when you are sick, you don't need any therapeutic product at all. You need touching. Somebody, you need somebody to touch you. That's all you need. You need somebody to talk to. You need somebody to listen to you. That's all you need. This is energy. I'm talking, I'm discussing energy. I'm, discuss, I'm discussing vibrations. 
You don't need any pharmaceutical drug for certain issues. You don't need it. Why do so many people have hypertension? Why do so many people have hypertension? They have nerve problems. And then two, they are people pleasers. And then three, they are nervous by nature. And then you give a person a drug. My mother had hypertension for 32 years. Eventually, she died. And I was there when they conducted the autopsy. Her coronary arteries were full of plaque. Thick white stuff. Plaque. So, here is a woman who was taking pharmaceutical drugs to treat her hypertension. And this drug was not removing plaque from her blood vessels. So, what was the drug doing? It was just giving, they were, the drug was just giving her psychological satisfaction. Oh, my blood pressure is now low. Oh, my blood pressure is now under control. Under control. And then plaque will be building and building and building and building and building. What does symptometry do? Symptometry ionizes plaque from the blood vessels. Once, and then two, symptometry advises you how to eat scientifically. This idea of vegetarianism, well, I know many, many, almost all vegetarians appear to be healthy on the surface. But below the surface, their body is falling apart. Below the surface, their body is falling apart. Some of them have vitiligo, a few spots that have lost genetic material. Go, tell them to go to the bathroom and, and undress. Tell them to go to the bathroom and undress. You see that they are, some of them are losing genetic material. Or they are losing their hair. Or they have, have, have curled toes. They have white, white, white spots on, on, their, on, on their nails. Some have discolored nails. I could go on and on. That's what I'm saying. On the surface, they appear to be healthy. But beneath the surface, I am sorry. Their body is falling apart. Because they do not know, they do not know anything about Mother Nature. They do not know anything about Mother Nature. Mother Nature is a provider of natural resources, and at the same time, it is a tester of our knowledge and intelligence. This is why Mother Nature always presents us the positive with the negative. You, use, you must use science to select the items that have Fewer negatives and more positive. And how do you do that? You have to go to the food science lab. That's why we have the 45 foods. That's why it took me so many years to come up with the 45 foods. Why did I take kale out of the... Why did I take kale out? Because kale has too much MSG. Too much MSG. Monosodium glutamate. Too much why did I take all seaweeds out? I took them out because they have too much MSG. And two, their sodium is not balanced with the, their sodium is not is not balanced with iodine. They have more iodine than sodium. As a result, 
if you eat it, you are going to have an imbalance, and your body is going to is a symptom is going to result from this imbalance. So if you want to be a vegetarian, let me tell you something. Let your great grandfather be a vegetarian. Go back three centuries and be and start from there. This is how the Indians, this is how Indians who are born vegetarians are healthier than African Americans who became vegetarians at the age of 22, 23, 24, 25, 30. Your genes have not learned how to, how to produce the enzymes to break down and liquefy MSG. Your genes have not learned to break down and liquefy indoors in cabbage, and so, and, and so on and so forth. So if you are going to be a vegetarian at age 22, 23, you are wasting your time. I'm telling you right now. You are wasting your time. You come down with a disease that will be very, very difficult to cure, or if it's going to be cured at all, it will take a long time to cure it. How many vegetarians are long-distance runners? Zero. Zero. No vegetarian is a long-distance runner. He will collapse and die. All long-distance runners eat or they consume hemp iron. They consume hemp iron. Look at these Kenyans. Look at these Ugandans. Look at these Ethiopians. Long-distance runners. They are not vegetarians. They construct their foods. And you see that hemp iron plays an important role in them. And many enzymes are produced from hemp iron. How many, how many marathon runners come from India? How many? Zero. Zero. So you want facts? Well, come and see me. I will dish them out for you. <laughs> the facts. You said no marathon runner is a vegetarian. Good gracious. They don't even make them. You heard it here. You heard it here first. And we're doing this because we're not attacking the 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 the, the people who uh, who practice um, vegetarian lifestyles. We're giving you information. If I see a child drinking, um, and that's what we are. We still children in this health thing. We still children in this health thing. But and I go back to slavery. We've only been able to do research on ourselves um, for less than 300 years. So we still are babies in this health game, but we're very hard-headed. So, we'll, you know what I'm saying, you see a baby pick up some cleaning fluid. Why, why do they have a warning on the bar of all bleaches and chlorides and stuff, and it says, what, keep out of reach of children? But since we adults, we think, well, because I'm 18 and I can go and get it and go in the Army and do this for my country and I can make babies, then I know what to put in my mouth. No, we don't. That's our arrogance. And arrogance turns into tombstones. This show is about immortality. If you're interested, because it takes hard work, you don't have to put in the hard work, but then you won't be trying to express with immortality. We're not coming with the religious base either, saying, well, I'm not even going to get into that conversation. I'm not even going to get into that conversation. If you need to call in and you have a question, the lines are open, 347-205-9089. 
347-205-9089. Press 1 when you call in, turn your speakers down, and come on with it. Come on and get the clarity tonight before we, you know what I'm saying, we got the doctor on the line. Uh, and, and, uh, Ansu, and, I'm getting ready to let you uh, ask a couple of questions and uh, lead Doc into uh, Saturday. But I still got one more one more thing because it touched my heart. And I told a young lady, I said, I don't know if you're going to be able to call in or not, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. I called her, and um, I just met her on Facebook. And she said, well, touch base touch base with me. So I reached out, and she was in the store. She said, yeah, I'm getting ready to get some, uh, I'm getting ready to get some soy milk. I said, no, put it down. I said, get some rice milk. Oh, I don't like rice milk. I said, the soy is not good for us because we're not Asians. Our body's not built to break it down. That's correct. Said, oh, well, you know, I work at GNC. You know, where does, where are you getting this information from? I said, this is symptometry. Also, you know, this week I had some more people coming back again saying, no, I'm not going with the canola oil because it's synthetic. It's got to be natural. <laughs> I cannot use the olive oil. And then, of course, it's always the conversation falls back to the almonds. Well, you say don't eat nuts. What about the almond milk? So, Dr. Nardi, you know, we might have just go ahead and record this and just play it at the beginning of the show. Will you please give us the breakdown on the soy, the almonds, the nuts, and the olive oil versus the canola oil? Then we're going to move on because that's always a question right up front. So we're just going to have to address it until people finally start getting the point. Yeah, uh, I, I, start, I started by saying that Mother Nature is a provider of natural resources, but it is also a tester of our intelligence and our knowledge. This is one thing about the human race, and I'll be touching I'll be touching, I'll be discussing this this coming Saturday. We only take one-fourth or one-tenth of information, and then we run, we run with it. We don't, we don't even have the patience for the totality of the, of the truth. Just one-fourth, and that's it. Oh, modern nature provides all our resources. Olive oil is from modern nature. Yes. What do you know about olive oil? What do you know about olive oil? I have the first question. I had an Alzheimer's patient. His condition was deteriorating so bad. And uh, the wife, a loving wife, uh, broke all conventions and said, no, I have to call Dr. Nati. She called me and I said, okay, I'm going to help him, but on condition that uh, you comply with my recommendations. One, he has to be drinking ginger beverage, and then I'm going to give you why. I'm, I'm going to give you the reason because it has a lot of copper, and that's true. That's very important. Two, all the brain cells, all his brain cells, must have a higher amount of good cholesterol as compared to bad cholesterol. Two and three. I have to ionize plaque from his entire brain. I have to ionize plaque from there. And then four, he has to take canola oil. He has to, she has to cook with canola oil. And say, oh, why, why, why canola oil? Um, it, it's, it's made from Canada. It's synthetic. I say, yes, it is true. But let me, let me tell you one thing. 
there is there are two nutrient blockers in olive oil. It is natural, but it pre it presented as with one big problem. Your husband, you have been cooking with you have been cooking with olive oil all these years, and now look at your husband, a whole doctor whose life is fading away before your very eyes. I'm telling you now, I'm not advising you, I'm not requesting it, I am telling you to switch to canola oil. If you don't, I am sorry, I am not going to take the case. So this woman held her nose, and then she complied. Well, we are six months into the treatment, the husband is getting better and better. Here was a man who would go into the bathroom to use the bathroom, and when he's done, he does not know where the doorknob is. He, does, he did not know where the doorknob was when, before I took the case. I asked for a list of all his symptoms and abnormalities. And now he goes to the bathroom, and he comes back. He washes his hands. And he comes back. What does that tell you? I said, I insisted, cook with canola oil. Because canola oil does not have the nutrient blockers called vanadium and molybdenum. This is just a simple scientific reason. Nature had olive oil with these two nutrient blockers. Two scientists in Canada, two scientists in Canada found a way to remove vanadium and molybdenum from rapeseed and from field mustard. And they combined the two to produce canola oil. They combined the two. Why did God give us a brain? Why did we, do we have intelligence? so that we can use them for our own benefit. Then you have the nerve to say, oh, it is synthetic. It is synthetic, yes, but it will, not, it will not cause Alzheimer's disease. The one that is natural is one that will hurt you. So what, are you, what, what, what will you prefer? I will always go with the one that will not hurt my cells. That is canola. And that's a scientific explanation. Another explanation is, the amount of saturated fat in canola oil is less than that of olive oil. Saturated fat in canola oil is only 7%. In olive oil, it's 18%, almost three times the, the amount. Saturated fat is not, is not recommended. Why? Because it causes plaque buildup. It causes plaque buildup. And if you want to be very intelligent, I will advise you, I will advise you to use canola oil. All the autistic children that I'm, I'm treating, they are all cooking with canola oil. And they are seeing results. I told you about that, that, little, that little boy who always had the irresistible instinct to run into, in front to, to run in front of, a, of, a, of an oncoming car. The mother does not cook with olive oil anymore. She cooks with canola oil. And look at, this, look at the boy now. 
he's doing fine. He doesn't run into cars anymore. So you need science to help you to pick your foods. You need science to do that. People have been into folklore for so long that they look at science as a challenge. They look at science as something that is, that is even extraordinary. No. Science is normal. That is a normal way to go. Because science comes from the Latin word scientia. Scientia means knowledge. It is knowledge. That's it. You wanted to know something about about uh, nuts. All nuts have hydrocyanic acid, a combination of water and cyanide. That is hydrocyanic acid. Hydrocyanic acid removes nitrous oxide from our blood. What is nitrous oxide? Nitrous oxide circulates blood so that good blood flows at the speed of light in the human body. If you continue to consume uh, uh, almond, you are, going to, you are going to slow down circulation. Eventually, you are going to have circulatory problems. <laughs> I was in the office this afternoon. Here is this man who claims to be healthy, who claims to be healthy, uh, but he only has one problem. What is that problem? High blood pressure. I asked him, do you eat nuts? He said, yes. Why do you eat nuts? Oh, they say it's good, it's, it's good for you. They say it's good for you. If it has zinc, zinc is good for my prostate. I said, oh, yeah? So there is no other food that has zinc except almond? Uh, well, there are other foods, but I like almonds. Okay. What was your blood pressure reading? Blood pressure reading 170 over 105. The bottom, the lower reading 105. So I asked him, do you know what that means? He said, no. It means your heart is very, very weak. Your heart is very weak. Then he asked me, is that why uh, sometimes when I'm, when I'm sitting down, uh, uh, I am panting? Is that why sometimes I feel as if my heart is racing? I said, yes. It's called palpitation. It's called palpitation. We have tachycardia, paroxysmal tachycardia. We have flutter. We have fibrillation. It's called palpitation. Your heart is very weak. So if you want me to treat you, I will treat you under one condition. You have to stop eating nuts. If not, well, you go your way, I go my way. So he sat down for about five minutes. He said, all right, it's an addiction. I think it's an addiction. Let me overcome that so that I get well. Okay? That was, what, that was how we concluded this afternoon. These are real cases. These are not, uh, they, 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 these are not an anecdotes. These are real cases. People come to my clinic all the time. And they are better today because they are prepared to turn the corner. They are healthier today because they are prepared to improve their lives and stay around a longer time for their wives, for their children, for their loved ones. Those who continue to say, uh, I love almond milk because it tastes better, well, allow them, let them be flattered by their taste buds and their, and their, their taste buds and their, and, uh, and, and their palate. 
let them continue to, to, to in that direction. They will suffer the consequences. Our selves are unforgiving. So that's all I have to say as far as this is concerned. Now, the difference between rice milk and, and uh, soy milk boils down to what I said earlier about MSG. Soy milk is not recommended at all. I'm not going to recommend it, and I will never recommend it to a non-Asian, period. You are black, you are Caucasian, you are, you are Mexican, you are, you are from Central, Central, Central uh, America. Well, you don't have that gene that, was, that will release the genetic blueprint to produce the enzyme that will break down and liquefy MSG. You don't have it. You cannot produce it. If you continue, well, you will hear from yourselves. They have a good news for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Nardi. Thank you for making it so plain for me. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, Brother Amsu, I don't want to hog up the good doctor because you know how I can go all night. You got some questions or some comments for the brother? Oh, yeah. You know, you commented on quite a few things tonight, but... um. I wanted him to, to go more into the, the deconstructing of the, of the pineapple and how it actually helps um, with the electricity in the body, you know, how it actually helps to, uh, to uh, help, help with the, um, the, the further of our, um, the conductivity of our, our blood. Thank you. Uh Sometimes you go to the uh, health food store and you see people buy coenzyme Q10. Coenzyme Q10 is good for the heart. It's good for the heart. That coenzyme Q10 was produced in a laboratory. Earlier, uh, Coach Kayer, you also mentioned niacin. Uh, vegetarians say, oh, you take niacin, it clears everything. It does this, it does that. Such a person is under-informed. If he knew, if he or she knew that niacin is produced by our own enteric bacteria, he would never have, have said what he said. Learn to properly nourish your enteric bacteria with tribasic calcium phosphate or tribasic calcium sulfate. And last time, I showed you how to prepare it. Prepare it and give it to your own enteric bacteria in your colons. They will produce niacin for you. The same thing also happens with pineapple. Pineapple should be eaten. I eat pineapple every single day. I eat it every single day. Why? Because it produces hesperidin. Hesperidin is spelled H for Harry, E for Edward, S, Sam, T, Paul, E, Edward, R, Robert, I, Inc, D, Dog, I, Inc, and N, Nancy, has peridine. This is the raw material that our own enteric bacteria use to produce the raw material that will enable 
our heart to produce coenzyme Q10. We, we have the raw materials in modern nature, but we don't know how to use them because we don't have that kind of intelligence. If somebody is giving you this kind of knowledge, appreciate it. Use it for your own benefit, for the benefit of your own children. Don't juice pineapple. Chew pineapple. It should be soft yellow, soft ripe, so that when you chew it, glycogen and amylase from your own saliva will release a lot of hesperidine, a lot of quercetin, bromelain, and rutin, R-U-T-I-N, from pineapple, so that you provide your own enteric bacteria with the raw material to produce all your needs. The last time I took a, a supplement was, as I said, about 9 to 10 years ago. I don't need these things anymore because they are produced in the laboratory. I prefer to go to, go to, to, go to the food science lab, know how to select the right foods and supply my colons with the right raw material. Many people are not aware. I will be discussing this this coming Saturday. If you have an addiction, it's because you don't know how to nourish your colon. You don't. You are not aware that the raw material, the raw material that the liver releases to the brain, comes from the intestine. The small intestine has villi, small structures that extract all the nutrients. From the food that we are that has from the food that has just been digested, you see. So if you don't know how to properly nourish your colon, two, you don't know how to properly keep the colon in an alkaline environment. The entire human body, with the exception of the colon or with the exception of the intestine, is acidic. Don't overacidify your body. Your colon is alkaline. Don't over-alkalinize your colon or your intestines, and don't acidify your intestine. If you do, you are going to miss a whole lot on your body essentials and brain essentials. So that is what I have to say about pineapple. It's a very, very good food, but wait until it is soft Ripe. If you make a mistake and you slice pineapple when it is half green and half yellow, or not, or it is not soft ripe, you'll be lamentably sorry. <laughs> the acidity in pineapple is ten times worse than acetic acid in vinegar. So be very, very, very careful. Wait until it is soft, ripe, before you eat it. Thank you. Yes, and I, I made that mistake 
one time and tried it, and I definitely, you know, immediately I had had a reaction to it being too acidic. And um, I, thankfully, I had the um, had had the H twelve O six on hand, and that kind of yeah, balanced it out for me. But um, that was a that was definitely a, a situation that I, I dealt with with drinking eating the pineapple. You know, before it was, it was properly right. So, um, Dr. Nardi, um, could you also talk uh, talk on the uh, people who, who, who talk about eating a raw diet as well, consistently a raw diet? You know, what, how a raw diet is affects the body? Yeah, but you see, I went, I went uh, to, I went to a, uh, uh, one of these uh, areas where. They sell uh, food, I mean raw food, and I deconstructed the the foods that they are they are eating raw, and I just shook my head. I just shook my head. I had one patient who he was very di- he was diabetic, and uh, he came to me for treatment. He was doing fine. But later on, uh, his wife told him, that, "Oh no, let, let's go, let's go to physicians and all that." Okay, and they went to physicians and they started treating him. Now he started experiencing shortness of breath, and then uh, from there uh, he started eating raw food. I don't know who advised him to eat raw food, but by the time he came back to me, his feet, his leg, or up to his leg up to the, his abdomen were all swollen. So I asked him what happened. Well, he has been eating raw food. What can, what has he been eating in his raw state? Oh well, he has been eating kale. He has been eating leeks, and so on and so forth. Even spinach. He has been eating spinach raw. So I asked him, why did you eat them raw? Oh, so that I can get their nutrients fresh. Then I asked him again. Are you a goat? <laughs> Are you a goat? Do you have the enzyme? Do you produce the enzyme that metabolize all the magnesium complexes in chlorophyll, all the nutrient blockers? You have to transform them into into digestible food. Do you produce those kind of enzymes? That's why I ask you whether you are good. I did not mean this as an insult. All I just wanted to do was to draw your attention to the difference between a human being and a lower animal. Lower animal produce certain enzymes that we don't produce. This is this is why we will have to cook, we have to boil, or we have to steam most of our greens. You are not we are not lions to eat raw meat. Or raw, we, we we are not we are not bears to eat raw salmon. Some people eat bear fat. Some people cook with bear fat. Yeah, some people cook. And people are so confused. People are so confused that there is nothing symptomatic can do for those people. 
If they are ready to listen, well, welcome aboard. But if they are not ready to listen, there's nothing we can do. All we can do is present our message and let those who are ready listen, and that's it we can do for the human race. Thank you. So, um, uh, yes, sir. Uh, Dr. Nardi, so on Saturday, on the 14th, at the symposium, you will be addressing the uh, addiction and the uh, things that cause addiction um, in our diet or um, in our environment. Yeah, I'll be discussing addictions, but especially as a scientist, I will be discussing it from poor nourishment of the brain. People do not know how to nourish their brain, and that's what causes addiction, and I'm going to change that. And uh, even though zinc is very important for the unmelated part of the brain, it's still very important to know the combination between zinc and copper. To this combination, that's what I'm going to discuss. Yes, now, I I know we've we've talked about the ginger drink, um, and I know not on this show we haven't really gotten into it before, but I know the ginger drink is a very important beverage for us, and um, we will be uh, having some samples of that on on Saturday for people. Um, could you speak on the uh, benefit of the ginger drink and how um you know how how often we should drink and um actually how well it is for us. Yeah the ginger drink is something that is that is that is that is a, a, a must for a person who wants to be healthy because it has a lot of copper and the kind of copper it produces is very important for electricity. You know, the, uh, our cells, the, nuclear, the nucleus in our cells uses three uh, elements to produce electricity. Sodium, potassium, and copper. And watch. I don't know whether you've, you've seen a person die before, but uh, I've seen it on several occasions. It is always lack of electricity that causes death. It is always lack of electricity. Cardiac failure, heart failure, is lack of electricity. A person is not able to swallow. Or before the or before the person dies, the person will be coughing and coughing and coughing and coughing. Lack of electricity. The person is not able to blink. Lack of electricity. The person is in a coma. The person is comatose. Lack of electricity. So by you drinking ginger beverage from time to time. Almost, I mean, four days a week, four days a week, four days a week, four days a week, four days a week. You are producing a lot. You are you are producing a lot of copper to your system. And uh, I will recommend that you drink the, the the ginger beverage about three to four times a day in small, small, small amounts, because in the human body, less is more, thanks to the concept, thanks to the principle of atomic conductivity. Less is more. So just drink a small amount, a small amount, a small amount at a time. And then eventually you are going to benefit from uh, uh, 
the use of copper in your body. Okay. So what we actually what we have we're taking it in small doses instead of drinking it like a, a regular ginger drink or something or any kind of other other drink that someone would have with meals. So it would be best to drink it before the meal or after the meal. No, it's always it's always recommended to to to, to drink it before the meal. It's always recommended to drink it before the meal, uh, about 10 minutes before the meal or so. It's much better. So that uh, whilst you'll be eating, uh, an ad additional copper will be released also. You see, and uh, uh, ginger should never be, uh, uh, it should never be, be, should never be uh, put in a microwave. You put ginger in a microwave, it's, it's over. You have destroyed it. Don't, don't 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 put your ginger beverage into the microwave. No no no, never. She always be drunk, uh, either room temperature or uh, uh, refrigerated. Always refrigerated or room temperature. Okay. Very good. All right. Um, so it seems yeah, I, I I see some questions here going up on the on the board, and, and people are really excited about about, you know, symptometry being here and, you know, the things that you um, are bringing to us, Dr. Nardi. So I really, really want to just, you know, give thanks, give thanks to symptometry and you for that. Um, now, as far as, um, you know, infectious diseases are concerned, um, these, these are some of the things that I know that we've talked about in the past, but you've also... Um, you know, address these because you, you talk to people about their diet. Um, and I know uh, last week you and I were having a conversation uh, about the uh, the drugs that are in the meat, that are in the supermarket, um, that are in the meat that people eat at, at restaurants and things of that nature. How do they contribute to the the, the the health or the sickness, if you will, of of someone um, who has an infectious disease. Yeah, you see, uh, sometimes you go to there was an outbreak of uh, flesh-eating bacteria, Staphylococcus aureus, in uh, at Northwestern University in Chicago, and uh, people were people were wondering why this why this was occurring. All those people who had this uh, infection, who succumbed to this infection, were all eating <laughs> drug meat. They were all eating drug meat. And uh, drug meat is meat that has sulfamethazine or sulfanitrin. And uh, once you eat this, what what will these drugs do? What is what will these chemicals do? They will weaken they will weaken your your T cells. And once they weaken your T cells, it's finished. You are vulnerable to anything at all. And Staphylococcus, Staphylococcus has another very powerful weapon. Staphylococcus damages DNA in order to cause cancer. Staphylococcus will, will, will knock out, will decommission all your T cells in order to cause opportunistic infection. An opportunistic infection is a kind of infection that... Uh, Every virus that is in a, that is in your body will take advantage of. Every protozoan will take advantage of that. 
Every worm will take advantage of that. That's how it is. That's the kind of infection that these, these drugs cause. So if you want to be healthy, that's why I'll be discussing this, this coming Friday and this Saturday. If you don't want to have an infection in your body, okay, um, I will show you what to do. If either you don't eat, either you either you decide not to eat drug meat, or if you eat drug meat before you go to bed, you have to take monometh, uh, a particular kind of uh, a molecule that you you drink with water before you go to bed. That's how you strengthen your immune system. If you don't do that, well, you have a price to pay. Um, it's not only what is in a drug that that weakens a person's immune system. Chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate has a very, very bad chemical, uh, aluminum hydroxide, and it alkalinizes blood. And when blood is too alkaline, uh, you suffer from alkalosis. And uh, this means blood is going to circulate very slowly, very, very, very slowly. And as blood is circulating slowly, what is it gathering? It is gathering a lot of growth factors, a lot of debris, a lot of garbage, and this garbage will turn into food for the bacteria that are just visiting, that are just transiting, and they will not go. They will continue. They will remain there. And eventually, the person will have an infection. So these are the uh, topics I will be discussing this coming Saturday. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir. Brother okay. Amsu is my yeah, oh my Facebook page is lit up over here. Is uh, I done started something. Well, Dr. Nardi done started something, and I love it. That's all because they gotta we gotta wake up, and that's what I told them. Don't keep posting on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Come on over here, put your message in the chat room. I got these people that's I got all. Let, oh, let me give a quick shout out. First off, the phone number if you want to call in is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. We not and we right here. We're not going anywhere. I want to give a big shout out to everybody in the chat room chopping it up. All my uh, six zero nine four four three area codes four zero four down there in Atlanta. We see you, Kimberly, over there in uh, Virginia. Five seven fours eight five six three zero ones seven seven three. They're calling from all around America, and they are listening diligently. So the ones who don't want to do the work or they don't want to call in. I'm going to have to turn my back on them for a little while, like my man Noah, because I know i got a lot of people listening who are familiar with the Bible. And Noah had to be obedient, and he had to make a choice. He said, am I going to close this door and be obedient to my creative force, or am I going to just hang around with these people who just want to keep going on old information? We started the show saying that research stretches to infinity. There's a new scientific discovery every day. And I knew I was going to touch some people when I said something about their vegetarian diet. So what? Truth need no apology. You can put the bad guy hat on me, but I'm not a bad guy because I'm here for the children. I'm not here for you adults and your egos. If you have a big ego and you don't want to change, you got some type of addiction. You got a food addiction. You vegetarians can have food addictions too. I said it. There it is. Let me get on here because this may be. Let me see who's calling in tonight. Caller from the six zero nine. Your microphone is wide open. Can I name where you're calling from, please? This is Lisa Scott from New Jersey. Hey, Lisa. Hi. Hi, Dr. Nardi. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. 
Um, I wanted to call uh, because I listened to the very first show um, that Coach Kyer had on March 6th, I believe it was. And the day after that, I called Dr. Nardi uh, to treat my diverticulitis. And I'll leave the explanation uh, to Dr. Nardi. Uh, he's better at explaining what that is, but it's a condition of the um, intestine. Um, and basically, I was eating all of the wrong foods at that time. Uh, when I called and I spoke to Dr. Nardi, he said he didn't want to hear, uh, you know, that term diverticulitis was just a term to him. He said, talk to me about your symptoms. And one of the symptoms that I had um, when I first uh, started going through uh, stomach problems was that whenever I would eat a banana, I would get an excruciating headache. And when I talked to my gastro doctor about it, he didn't know what I was talking about. He He's like, okay, you're eating a banana, you're getting a headache. I, I've never heard of anything like that. Uh, talked to my family doctor, uh, told her what was going on. Every time I eat bananas, I, I don't feel well. You know, and of course the answer is don't eat a banana. <laughs> uh, but that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to know what was going on. Uh, that I couldn't eat bananas because that was my favorite fruit and I didn't want to stop eating it. Um, but as soon as I called uh, Dr. Nardi and spoke to him about my symptoms regarding diverticulitis and I mentioned to him about eating bananas, he said, you know, of course you wouldn't be able to eat a banana because it's high in potassium and you can't have a high potassium diet. Um so to, to finally hear something uh, that's scientifically um, explaining why I'm feeling so bad every time I eat, you know, a banana or or some of even the other foods that I was eating a lot of was like breathing fresh air after years of suffering. So I'm calling because I wanted uh, everybody that's listening to know that Dr. Dr. Nardi, oh my goodness, I love him. I call him quite often, uh, often just to just to talk to him because just to hear him explain things and be able to break it down to you and tell you what's going on in your body, uh, help you to understand uh, how one thing affects another is so refreshing when you don't have that readily available to you. And I've only been being treated for a couple of weeks. So it's not like I, you know, I live in Jersey. Dr. Nardi is in, uh, what, Chicago, Dr. Nardi? Yes, yes, uh, that's correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we've never seen each other face-to-face, -face, and this man has been a remarkable, um, you know, send in my life. Uh, also, I wanted to talk about how, based on feel, just feeling better in my body, I was telling Dr. Nardi that I was at work and I was standing by the copier at my job and all of a sudden it registered to me that I didn't have one ounce of pain going on in my body, which had not been the case for quite some time. And I just had to stand there and just be grateful for for feeling 
you know, just searching my body, stopping and paying attention to my body and saying, wow, I don't feel any pain. And that is really something, of course, it's what we're all looking for. But I just wanted to call in and say thank you to Dr. Nardi, um, you know, for being available to us all so that we can ask these questions and, you know, come out of just listening to what, quote, unquote, they say and understand, you know, that this is scientific and this is about uh, nourishment to the cell, which also has affected my intuition, actually. That was something I, I didn't really expect, but my mind is is sharper. I hear myself more clearly, and I'm able to, you know, hear what I'm saying and move. And that is that's also very remarkable. So talk about you know, the connections um, from uh, body to spirit or spirit to body. Um, you know, I just wanted to let everybody know that um, th- this is remarkable. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Proof is in the pudding. Why don't you just try it? That's the old hip-hop song right there. The proof Absolutely. is in the pudding. And <laughs> I wish I could be, huh? Garlic curing is proving. Yes, and I, I wish I could be in uh, North Carolina, but when we found out it was 10 hours away, I, I won't be able to do that, but um, I'll be there in spirit. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. These res- These are what we call measurable results. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. I'm going to put you on mute, but um, I'm, uh, you don't have to hang up because I know you want to stick around for the after party, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Got a fresh caller on the line. Calling from the 443. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Um, my name is Aaliyah. Hi, Aaliyah. How are you, Kaya? I am all as well. Good. Um, I'm calling my question is I've been listening on the call to um, Dr. Nardi, and he spoke a lot about um, different ailments that we have, such as like genes and hypertension, tachycardia, diabetes. And I guess my general question is, as someone who's really concerned about um, my overall health, with all this information that's out there that some of it he's agreeing with and some of it um, has a contradiction to what, you know, we may have been taught, what standards should we use to measure our health? Like if you're saying if you're vegetarian or not, you know, it's it's underneath, it's beneath the surface that you really don't know how healthy you are. So what do you use to measure your health if everything seems to be, the information isn't consistent? Um, thank you very much. Don't forget that I used to be like you because I never planned I used I used to be a linguist. I used to be a conference translator for United Nations. I never planned to to be a doctor. So I started from where you are right now, where you have to go to the store and buy nutrition books, health books, and read and read and get confused, and then go to the go to the health food store and buy all kinds of vitamins and come and fill your shelves. And you don't know the dosage, you just take, take, take them, and then eventually the situation becomes worse, and so on and so forth. That was where I used to be also. So if you want the best standard 
of measurement as far as health is concerned, I will advise you to be wide awake. You see, what symptomatic is doing, I did not have it when I was sick. I didn't have something like this. Look at, listen to Lisa. Lisa calls me at least three times or four times a week and <laughs> talk and talk and talk and talk. And I answer her questions. I answer her questions. She asks more. I answer them. She asks more and more. I answer them. And sometimes when she's calling and my line is busy, I will call her when, when I'm through. I call her and we talk and talk and talk. When I was sick, I did not have a doctor like that. I did not have a doctor. So you, Aliyah, be, I mean, rejoice that now you have symptomatic. You have a frame of reference to call and to ask, uh, what about this? What about no. that? You see, now, believe me, this year, 2012, it's a big blessing for the entire human race. It's a big blessing for the entire human race. Physicians' wives have been calling. Physicians' children have been calling. Their daddy, they, sometimes I ask them, why don't you ask your daddy? Oh, well, uh, it's okay. If, if my daddy had answered my question, I would not have asked you. Okay, understand, understand. So, uh, if you want to be healthy, from now on, make sure whatever you are eating is not causing any swelling on any part of your body. That's why I always use the bathroom. I always use the bathroom. Go to the bathroom, lock, lock it, and then undress. Examine your body. Is there any loss of genetic material on your skin? Any part that is swollen, look on your look at your ankles. Swollen under your eyes. Bags under your eyes or dark. Look at your fingernails. Keep doing this. If you see something that is abnormal, then you know you are break, you are breaking the rules. And your cells have given you time to correct your mistakes. Alright. And if it is time for you to correct your mistakes and you do not know what to do, you pick up your phone and you call symptometry. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, 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 y'all. Thank you for calling in tonight. And I needed that because I used to, I'm, um, I know Dr. Nardi, I had told you about it, about uh, swelling. And um, that I had had um, a couple years ago underneath my chin, and it was like almost as big as a um, tennis ball. And then I went to the emergency room, and when they gave me an MRI, I didn't even realize that I had three glands underneath, you know, that what <laughs> some people would call the submental. Yep. But they were yep. swollen up so big that. Um, it looked like one ball, and I was afraid. And, um, like, I was turning my shoulders when I turned my neck, like I had been in a car accident because I was afraid. And when I get really, really afraid, I call my mama. So that's when I was, I was like, hey, I was afraid. 
you know, I say, what 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 what's happening here, you know? Um, and one person had told me, you know, Kyrie, are you speaking your truth? Is it something there that um, is it something there that you are not saying to someone? And I really analyzed that, and I thought about that from the metaphysical um, perspective. Um, I went and seen Brother Art over at Body Ecology. He gave me some. He gave me something. My mother told me to uh, adjust my diet and lay back off of a few things. And um, I didn't take the antibiotics. That and and that's all they gave me at the hospital was a prescription <laughs> for some antibiotics and told me to go see your nose and throat doctor. I didn't go. And um, <laughs> maybe about four four days later, the swelling started going down and going down. But that winter, because it happened in the like December. Um, a lot of places I went, the men were telling me that they were having some of those same swellings, and they were saying that their girlfriends were having some of those swellings. And maybe now some people may have experienced that. And I don't know, um, and some of my Nawapian brothers, they say, well, yeah, in the submental areas where the barotheric gland will be replaced and, and reinserted. <laughs> but, uh, Dr. Nardi, from your perspective, can you please uh, – uh, go into that particular area of the body uh, below the chin, but before you get to the Adam's apple, and um, talk about that and what may be some of the uh, causes of that. Oh no, you uh, you 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 use the right term. You know, these these are glands, and uh, and around the glands, it was not your gland that was swollen. It was not your gland that was swollen. If your gland was swollen, it would not have come down so fast, because. Uh, uh, glands usually become indurated. Indurated means they become very, very hard. Become very hard, especially when gout. When gout deposits infiltrate uh, the gland, it becomes very, very hard. Then you need ionization to you know to bring it down. What you what what you are experiencing, as I understand it, is that the lymph nodes that were around your glands were so swollen, and they were swollen because you were not producing enough lymphatic system. I mean, enough, enough lymphocytes in your lymphatic system. Mm. Now, that was, that, was, that was the reason. And two, you were eating certain foods, you were eating foods that were blocking the circulation of the few lymphocytes that you had to that area. That's why that place was swollen. So after you stopped eating certain foods, because you didn't tell me the kind of foods you were eating, after you stopped eating certain foods, your body managed to produce the enzymes to break down the nutrient blockers that were around those areas. And then a few lymphocytes started going in. And then what are lymphocytes? Lymphocytes are the white blood cells that, eat, that, that, that uh, break down and liquefy garbage. That garbage is called lymph. That's why it's called lymph node. They, they break down and liquefy that lymph. That's how your swelling started going down. And down. It's the diet, your change, the change in your diet that make a big difference. That's why it's very important to know the kinds of foods you eat. You have to know the kinds of foods you eat. And stay away from the foods that that that, that cause an abnormality. I mean, you'll be eating the same food all the time. One day you decided to try a delicacy. Okay. You try it and then you cannot breathe. Or you have your experience shortness of breath. All right? So you come now to, to symptometry to deconstruct this food 
in order to know the culprits. You have to know what is in there that is causing shortness of breath. So this is, when I say research will stretch to infinity, that's what I mean. There will be a lot of work for all the symptomatics out there for the next 10,000 years. Research will keep going on. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I and definitely I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Um, uh, definitely. I, I'm, I got a lot of my brothers called in tonight, Dr. Nardi, and they got me real choked up and uh, emotional because they are coming in to listen and support. And I want to say... Then, 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 okay. then let, let, let me preempt right now by saying, tell them to come because the Board of Symptometry um, has, they had, a, they had a meeting this past Sunday at uh, 8 p.m. Chicago time, and uh, they, they, they told me that uh, my presence was, 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 uh, was required, so I went, and then they gave me the information, and then uh, they called me. You, you, the name Coach Kair, love. Uh, you, you are, you, you were mentioned on on, on the decision. So they took a decision about you. I don't know what it is, but they say I have to announce that decision at uh, at the symposium during the lecture. Hmm. So you better come to listen to what they have to say. <laughs> okay, I will be there. Um, I wanted to say uh, uh, definitely thank you to the board for whatever they have to say, and I want to say thank you to uh, my homeboys because to do certain things for my homeboys and they come and respect what we present and it helps their families, it makes me feel very proud. That's good. So I want to That's say, good. I want to say shout out to my man Bass. I want to say shout out to my man Infinite. I want to say shout out to my man Jabo. I want to say shout out to brother uh, Butler Bay. And say shout out to my man Jew. And uh, because a lot of times you see a lot of strangers who will come and listen and say, "Oh, this is very good information," and then your friends. Uh, say, ah, oh, we'll get to it later. Um, but to me, it makes me feel very worthwhile and happy to be able to see them. And I wanted to acknowledge them and tell them thank you for uh, coming to um, listening to my show tonight, uh, some of my friends who who I love. And men need to tell other men they love them. And so I love my homeboys. So now I'm going to go back and open up the line. I got a caller from the 773, my man Jew up in Chicago. What's going on, big bro? Hey, hey, what's going on, Coach, man? How you, man? It's all good, Lord. Man, man, powerful, powerful show. Powerful, powerful show, man. Um, Man, strong words being spoke tonight, man. I had to call in. And give my support, man, the coach. Um, dynamic show, just to say the least, man. That was breathtaking, man. Take a lot out out of, out of you, coach, man. But um, 
you know, it's, it's what it's about. Get the information out to the people. You know, we we constantly evolving every step of the way. Sometimes it's going to seem like a wall might go up, but, um, you know, that's what you got these trailblazers like the doctor on the show for tonight. <clears throat> so, um, you know, with the help of him and many others that are, that are sure to come, um, this information will be spread and it will be used accordingly to, to save lives and to keep families together for longer periods of time, man. So it's just a blessing to have somebody like this on the show um, tonight. My appreciation and gratitude is certainly, certainly felt. Appreciate it, big brother. And um, uh, do you got any questions for Dr. Nardi or comments? Because I know you in Chicago. I want you know. I, I definitely been wanting you to go over there and link with him and then give me that feedback. Uh, this brother right here, Dr. Nardi. I don't know when he's gonna call you. When you see him, a very upright and righteous brother, uh, doing a lot for his family, um, um, and also. Um, very, very charitable and a very big heart. He uh, he is in charge of a uh, toil fund, and I'm gonna have him come on um, and do do a whole show about charity, where he is ahead of people donating thirteen dollars a month, um, because in the economic times we are in now, and then um, somebody who's in that in that donation pool, he pays their bills off for that month, or he pays their bill off if they present a bill, because sometimes. You got, you know, it's um, it's hard for you to make ends meet sometimes, but mm-hmm. giving and and circulating and having, you know, that upright person in charge of that, you know, I think now y'all got y'all y'all paying two people's bill a month, Drew. Uh, what what the fund is growing at such a rapid pace that we're at three people at this current time, and um, you know, you might be able, you might not be able to come up with two hundred a month, but you may be able to donate 13, and, and, you know, when your turn come up, then, you know, you, you got a bill, a utility, or whatever, we dump the account out, you know what I mean, and we make sure that it go to you and you get the confirmation back. It, it's, it's basically just a way to open up a positive vortex of energy. You know, that's what it's all about, circulating energy amongst people with like minds so that it can spread out, you know, to other people that see it as a noble deed and uh, we just we need to generate love in the community, man. That's basically what it's all about, and, and to show that we will support ourselves before we look for anybody else to support us. So that's basically where we at. We had three three payouts a month now. Um, we always we always taking ideas to update the service to see ways that we can make it better because it is in the infant stage. Um, so, we, you know, we're open. We're open to ideas. Anybody who wants to participate and has any ideas about how we can improve it, make it better, uh, we're open to that. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much where we're at with that. I appreciate you, bro. I'm getting ready to uh, – I'm posting the link in the, um, in, the, in the chat room. I definitely would like all of my audience to at least bookmark that and give it some um, and give it some research because not only on Dr. Nardi's end with symptometry, uh, but just all around. I just you know what I'm saying I'm glad that the brother called in tonight to show the type of uh, caliber of the circles that we gravitating in so we can bring this this healing to our um, to our own community and. Brother Drew, I know this is your first time ever hearing Dr. Nardi and, you know, hearing somebody kill people from cancer. I know you came on a little lady. We were talking about how her brother was vomiting up blood and 
He's had people come with body be full of boils and all that, and nobody has paid over two hundred dollars for their remedy. You understand? Nobody. He's he's not charging thousands and thousands of dollars. He is doing something, you know what I'm saying, um, with righteous indignation. And I just wanted to, um, cause I ain't hit, I ain't hit that all night. So I'm glad you called in. I'm gonna put you in there with Dr. Nardi and all of my people on this standing ovation right here. We gotta get some gunshots around here, Drew. I want you to hold on, big bro. If you want to come back on, just press one, two times. I gotta get a couple more callers on here. All right. All right, no doubt, no doubt. All right, appreciate it. Yeah, cause I want you to come back on one more time before you leave. I want you to talk about what you got going on in Chicago uh, the first week of May. So stay tuned. All right. Okay. All right, peace. Caller uh, Kimberly, you, uh, your mic is wide open. Seven zero three. Night, everybody. Hello, I am. So excited to be traveling down to North Carolina this weekend to meet the infamous Dr. North. I talk to him at least every two to three days, and this man has inspired me so much. I just wanted to share some good news tonight that I think is so important. First and foremost, I just want to talk about my father and the results that he has had over the past three weeks after um, getting a consultation with Dr. Norty. My father was suffering with high blood pressure, diabetes, lymphedema, kidney disease. He was on oxygen 24 hours a day. Within the past two weeks, my father this Saturday has been weaning himself off the oxygen and is staying off the oxygen from anywhere from eight to six to eight hours. Secondly, he has lost over 15 pounds in the past um, eight days because the particulate is changing his desires for wanting to eat the bad food that was causing his um, cells to be destroyed. And thirdly, he was suffering with lymphedema, which my mom said he was spending about $80 a month on um, prescription medication, and his legs are starting to go down. Now, this is just two weeks, and he's only taking these particulates every other day. So I'm so excited to just be able to information about seeing my dad transition from being a man that was um, on his way to the grave to now up just yes Saturday he was able to go outside and get some sun and work in his garden. So Dr. Norty, I have passion to heal yourself and not only that, but just be able to bring this information to the world. I'm excited. I'm studying to become a symptomatist because I think there is no greater gift than to give a person um, hope and to give a person um, the gift of health. And I help, and I thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to meeting you on Saturday personally. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kimberly. And, uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't have to be emotional, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't have to be emotional, but uh, it's okay. Coach Kai started to be emotional, so I don't know what I have to follow him to. I don't know, but <laughs> you see, uh, you see, um, if uh, Coach Kai also said, uh, uh, with all everything that we do in symptometry, we go to the root of the problem in order to help people to 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 extend people's lives so that they stay around for a long, long time. That is what we're doing. That is what we are doing, and we are we are proving to the naysayers that were 
It's not time to go scientific. It's not time to go scientific. Medicine is not science. This one thing you don't know, you, that's, that's one thing you don't know about. Medicine is not science. That's why physicians are now, they, know, they are not coming to symptometry like something. I don't know why. Pharmacists are coming to, to, to symptometry because they have realized that medicine is not science. Medicine is the art of treating symptoms with pharmaceutical drugs, with surgery, or with medical procedures. That is medicine. That is not science. Science is investigation. Investigation of the root of the problem. That is science. That's why symptomatic is nothing but science. You investigate. Then once you discover the root of the problem, you advise the person as to what to do. If the person complies, the person will heal. With your dad, initially, it was a bit hard because they were, they were on all these drugs for years. And now, they are going to be weaned of these drugs? Huh. And how sure are you that yours, yours is going to work? Huh. You know, <laughs> all these things are doubts that will be lingering and lingering. All I told them was, listen, do it, try it, and you see the results. Okay. Your condition is getting worse and worse. It's not getting better. So if you want to improve, why don't you try something different? I'm not saying something new. Why don't you try something different? And the father and the mother said, okay, okay, we'll try. Okay. And they tried it for one week, two weeks, and they, they are seeing results. That's all we are seeing. All these people that you see crossing the street with, I mean, I mean, pulling an oxygen tank and all that, well, if they come to symptometry, they will not need these oxygen tanks. If they comply with our recommendations, they will not need these oxygen tanks. Their swellings will go down because we know how to nourish the red bone marrow so that they produce more lymphocytes. It's the lymphocytes that will eat away all the debris that are in the lymphatic system. This is science. It is verifiable. So I am very glad to hear that, to, to learn from you that you'll be traveling to uh, North Carolina, where I will be delivering a major, major, major lecture. And many pharmacists and physicians told me that they will be driving from Maryland and all that to uh, from Washington, D.C. to come to uh, North Carolina for the, for, for, for the symposium. That's what they told me that they'll be doing. I hope they, they show up. So I'm also glad that you will be there this coming Saturday so that you listen to it first. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean verbatim, and you'll be in the hall, and you will see me, and I will see you, and <laughs> that will be nice, Kimberly. I'm so excited, Dr. Norty. Thank you so much. Yeah, welcome. Okay. Thank you, Kimberly, for calling in. Uh, what is yeah, that? You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got hold on, ample right, right quick. Let me um, 
I got something. I got something for Kimberly's daddy right here. Let me see. See if I can find something for Kimberly's daddy right here. This is a dream come true. A dream come true when you can love your daddy. Whew. Now that's a tearjerker. I'm, 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 I got another caller and I got Amsu. I know he want to make a comment, so I'm not going. I'm going to talk about daddies right now. But I'm gonna go, uh, brother Amsu. Go ahead. Now, you know, you know, you talk about fathers, and you know, we have Mother's Day and Father's Day coming up. And um, fortunately, you know, I still have my mother here, but my father, he's he, he's he's gone. But you know, those are things when I when I look back at 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 the transition and the way that they transition. And now that, you know, we have symptometry, it's like, okay, um, can we help our family members, you know, move move towards optimal health? And that's what uh, symptometry is bringing. And I know on this weekend there, there are going to be people that are there that are scientists, that are doctors, and that are from the local area. Um, and so Dr. Nardi is really going to be, be bringing a, a paradigm and a mind shift, you know, basically a paradigm changer and, and a way in which for people to open up their minds to see something new because other than someone getting triggered, as like you said, with people that says, well, can you eat this, can you eat that, or things that we've been doing for many years, now, you know, the shift is in. And for those who are ready to shift, then the rewards of health are going to be there for them. So I just wanted to add that part in there because, you know, I appreciate it, you know, Kimberly speaking about her father, but also, you know, other people who who, who have actually seen improvement in their, their loved ones as well. Peace, peace, peace. Big shit, peace. big ups, big ups, more dreams. This is a dream come true. I'm all on my side. <laughs> and we're picking them off one night. We're picking them off tonight too, Amso. I hear you. I hear you. Chopping them down out here. I got a couple more calls on the line. A caller calling in from the 111. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Peace, Coach Kyrie. This is a big man from the West Coast. You know how I do. Oh, shucks now. Oh, shucks now. Come on, Ben. What's going on with Hey, I got to step my game up. Every question I was about to ask, the doc just answered it. I was going to ask about the difference between medicine and science because the impression is that medicine was science. That's how they, they portrayed it over to us. And then the other aspect was your guests started talking about Dr. Nori and the paradigm, okay, that what he's bringing is changing the paradigm, which is, in essence, very much needed in this day and age. Now, the, other, the question I had to, you know, make up on the fly is, is for Dr. Nori. The aspect, and this is what you talk about a lot of time, Coach, is the value of the woman and how her nurturing for, like, you might say for the last generation, people don't appreciate the nurturing that the woman does in the kitchen and how she nourishes the, the children as well as the men. Uh-huh. Pause right there. Pause right there, Big Ben. We got five minutes, everybody. Y'all know what happens in five minutes. We stop streaming in the queue. So if you it's still on the chat, on the cube, you better call in, 347-205, four minutes, three minutes and 58 seconds. So you're going to miss how Dr. Nardi answers this. So you need to call in right now because we will stop streaming in three and a half minutes. So please call in. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. 
Oh, it's not good. It's all good. Uh, the aspect of you know the woman and the feminine energy and the in- intuition that she brings, and you, you touch on this and you know a lot of work that you do. And like I said, every week that you you have a show, you're just imparting the knowledge. So salutes out to you, you know, Coach Kyer. I ain't got no sound effects or anything, but I'll give you big ups right real quick. But uh, I was wondering if uh, Dr. Norton can give some practical application because of the art of cooking and sharing and in communion. It seems that uh, we've been misinformed and given quick alternatives that have led to a lot of these detrimental conditions that somebody's benefiting from us. But the thing is, us as the victims, we don't, in essence, take the time out and look and see why we continue to do foolish behaviors if this is what the end results are going to be, like your last guest said. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you very much. Um, I studied, you know, um, I have a a lot of respect for my wife and I have a lot of respect for women in general because I studied women inside out and I went back to the beginning of the beginning and what religions are saying about women is not true. Is absolutely not true. But you dare not say it in certain areas because you must start a religious war. And look, look at how the crusades started. Look at how the Muslims and, and the Christians and all for crusades, first crusade, second crusade, and so on and so forth. The patriarchal society that is male-dominated has done women in, an injustice. Are done women an injustice, and we in symptometry we are out to correct this injustice. And how are we doing this? We are doing this by making men optimally healthy, optimally healthy, so that when a man meets a woman, there is no, there is, there should not be a scintilla of domination, but respect and equality. Because a woman is more intuitive than a man. I became equally intuitive than my wife just because I stopped drinking alcohol over 24 years ago. That is a big, that's a big advantage. Unfortunately, there are women who were misled, and, and 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 today they bought into that 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 myth of inferiority of of women. Go to certain traditional African societies, go to certain traditional Arab societies, and you see how women are reduced to baby makers and cooks and children raisers. What is the role of what what is the role of the man in the house? I help my wife to raise our four children. It's not only my wife who has to raise the children. It's not only my wife who has to do the cooking. There are certain things that she she does better than I do. But when it comes to certain things, hey, if she's good, she's good, and we work as a team. This is how it's supposed to be. Unfortunately, many men 
have a peptide deficient brain. This is why it is important to properly nourish their brain so that they produce a lot of connectors, neuropeptides, regulators, activators, and stoppers. Once they begin to produce this, believe me, the world will be a nice place to live. We have already started and will continue. More cheers to women. Well, Dr. Nori, thank you for the information. I hope some of the queens out there understand, you know, you're hearing that straight from the doctor's mouth that, you know, you guys are valued and coach. You keep doing what you're doing and keep dropping them dimes and you keep building up people, my man. All right? You know what it is, baby? Give Kobe Bryant a big shout-out for me because I'm out here doing it. He on the bench and I'm out here putting up 50 a night. I hear you, man. I hear you. All right, Coach. Peace to you guys. Have a good night. Okay, thank right, you. Peace. Stay on the line. I'm going to just mute your mic, but just stay on the line. All right. All right, peace. Got another caller. Call up from the 917-691. Your mic is open. Dr. Nardi, original native radio, and Coach Kair. Can I get the name of where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the 917. Hello. Hello. We keep moving around. Oh, wait a minute. They might have going to say something. 917, hello. Hello. Caller from the 770. Your microphone is wide open. 862. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? Hey, there, Coach. This is William calling from Atlanta, Georgia. What's going on, Will? Hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm calling. Um, I'm in love with my wife, and, and I need help. She is, well, we're both over 50. We went to kindergarten together, graduated high school the same year. Wow. And we met. And um, she losing weight. She had a, she had a mini stroke. Last last September, and now she's losing weight, and but she she having a balance, and she she don't take the medicine the doctor offer her because it would make her sick, sick her, but now she's losing weight and she want to gain her weight back, and I I, I, I want to help her. Okay, uh, I I guess the the the, qu- the question is is mine to answer, right? Yes, sir. Okay, good, good, good. good. Um, I had a situation like that, and uh, first of all, as far as her mini stroke is concerned, uh, help is already here. It's not help is on the way. Help is already here, and uh, I will show you what to do. And uh, if you give me a call, uh, we'll do free consultation. Our consultation is always free, and then, uh, and then when it comes to uh, uh, Payment, our payments, uh, our fees are very reasonable. And uh, if you have many other issues in addition to the mini stroke, because believe me, it's not only stroke. Mini stroke is just the tip of the iceberg. They are all, she has other issues also. And uh, I, will, I will be more than willing to, uh, to help her for a very reasonable fee. And uh, if... Uh, if uh, it's above a certain amount that you cannot afford. Uh, they, they will give you a discount. That's what we are here for. So I got some money. Got oh, some good, money. good, 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 <laughs> good, good. And uh, as far as she losing weight is concerned, uh, she is overproducing glycogen. You remember I told you that uh, I used to be a walking skeleton, weighing yes, only sir. 125 pounds. 
Yeah, that, that was me right there. And look at me now. I'm back. So uh, when you are losing weight too much, it means that you are overproducing glycogen. And glycogen is burning fat, is burning muscle, is burning everything. Burning, 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 burning. Eventually you'll be left like <laughs> only bones will be left. That was <laughs> that was me. So I will help her to do that because I've just helped a lady in North Carolina. Uh, she was she kept losing weight and losing weight and losing weight. And now she's gaining she's she's gained four pounds or so far. She's gained four pounds. And uh, I will show you the kind of diet that she has, the kind of food that she has to eat. And I will give you the kind of regimen on which she has to be. Because I was down there too. And uh, you are you are talking to a person who has experience in this thing, okay? And uh, we, we are part already um, because her, her mother died with an aneurysm. Okay, you, 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 you are part what? Her mother died with an aneurysm and her father oh. also too. The, the 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 mother died of an aneurysm. Yes. Okay. And let me ask you the kind of oil you cook. Kind of oil you cook with. She she was using the coconut oil. The oh boy! Oil. There you go. There you go. No, no, because you mentioned aneurysm. Right away, it has to do. It has to do with the cooking oil. Next, then now she's cooking with what? Um, basically water and since it's through you, it's just water and, and, and maybe a little bit of canola. Okay. But, uh, water is not, water, water is not good enough. I will show you, you see, you are just using common sense because you don't want any pharmaceutical drugs in your system. And then now here you are, you are using common sense. There is no room for common sense anymore. Common sense. If you are, if you are going to use common sense, you have to get facts. And then you have to use common sense to to use these facts. But if you don't have any facts and you are using common sense, you'll be confused. So that is not recommended. So uh, give me a call and I will and I will take you and then I will take you through the process. And then uh, the kind of food that you have to eat for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, I will help to put a menu for you so that uh, your wife recovers so that she also stops overproducing glycogen to burn her fat and her muscles, okay? Okay, what number do we call? Oh, 708-627-5444. No, 708-691-4444. Four nine seven seven. Got it. And we thank you so much. Uh, we'll be giving you a call, and we will keep everyone posted. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you, big. Uh, thank you, big brother. Don't hang up though, because you won't get because you won't be able to hear the rest of the show. So I want you to. Uh, but 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 right off the gate though, right off the gate. Right off the gate, y'all already know. Am Amsu already know Dr. Naughty what I was getting ready to do. See, I'm gonna see uh uh brother William. Um, brothers like you, brothers like you, put water in my glass. 
Brothers like you put wind in my sails. Brothers like you feel my heart. Uh, so often I get so frustrated from ego-driven brothers who put their wives in the grave because they want to be right. They don't want to be happy. They want to be right. And for a man to come and say, please help me, because that's admitting that there was something that you were unaware of. And some men will let their mate die. Uh, I stand and bow to you and applaud you and wish you everlasting life, everlasting life. Everybody listening to the call, sit up on the edge of your chair. And and for the and for the record, um, for for in front of God and you all, and you know, I've never ever cheered on her. Sit up, everybody listening to my voice, sit on the edge of your chair, please. Pull your spine up straight. Close your eyes. Inhale through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. Inhale through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. Inhale through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. And pull your attention just to your breath. Just noticing the breath. Inhaling in the stomach coming out. Exhaling in the navel going back towards the spine. Each inhale, filling yourself with power. Each exhale, releasing all toxins. Inhale slowly and bring all the energy into the heart. And exhale. Begin to feel your aura with pure green light power. Big inhale to the heart. Exhale. Full power. Now please visualize Brother William's wife in your mind as you inhale this life-giving oxygen. Place your palms forward and exhale through the palms and send your energy and your healing light to his wife. Inhale through the nose. Exhale out the palms and send your energy to this brother. Send his brother send his brother some energy. Inhale through the nose. Feel the energy traveling out of your palms to this brother and to his wife, to his family. Please bring the hands back to prayer position at the heart. Inhale. Now send it directly straight up into the universe. 
straight up into the creative force. Prayer for this brother and his family. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Thank you, Brother William. Thank you, Brother Taya. And and make make sure you give me a call, okay? Yeah, I, I sure will. Okay, good, good, good. Got another caller on the line. Caller from the nine one zero. Your mic is open. Uh, call up the nine one zero. Your mic is wide open. All right, next caller. Caller from the eight six four. Your microphone is open. Hey, um, this is Nikita, um, Cosmic Songbird on Facebook. And I um just joined in not too long ago, but I had, was looking on your Facebook page and saw the information and decided to call in. Um, my mother um was diagnosed with breast cancer a little over a year ago and it has um spread to several places in her body. Um it went from her breast and she had um the breast removed, went through chemo and radiation, everything was going well. And then a little over six months ago it returned in her brain. Now it's in her spine and her lung and in her um bones. It was also in the lymph nodes initially. And basically, um, last week she went to the doctor and we were told that um there are um like um two more options of chemo that she can take, but it's only a one in ten chance that it will work. And if it doesn't work it will really, really um hurt her. Um, either it's gonna work ten percent or it's gonna shorten her life. And she has um decided that, you know, with such a little chance of it working that she does not want to do it. Um we really um didn't have any su- success with her. Um well I tried to encourage her to change her diet and things but um I don't know if I didn't give her enough information or I really don't know, but at this point, um, I don't know if it's too late to do anything, but at least prolong her life so that she is not in agony for the amount of time, however long she has left. I just wonder, you know, I don't know, it's kind of like a last-ditch effort because I don't want to give up and just say, okay, well, just kind of waiting around for her to die, but that's kind of what I feel like we're all doing. So, just wondered if you had any suggestions and if it's even too late at this point. Okay. I am treating uh, a woman whose uh, cancer also started from her breast. I'm treating her right now. Uh, Her cancer started from her breast. It spread to her liver. And to her stomach, and she has been vomiting and vomiting and vomiting and vomiting and vomiting and vomiting, and vomiting uh, to the point where she doesn't have any nourishment. 
I stopped the vomiting. She started eating again. Now we are. Uh, she 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 ordered her second month of supply. It's on the way, and she stopped the chemotherapy. And now, this is one thing you have to understand. There are certain foods she's not supposed to eat. And then two, you have to know that she needs all the help she can get. And one thing you have to know also is that never give her ice water. If she drinks ice water, it's over. I will not be able to do anything for your mom. Okay. So if she's drinking ice water right now, and or she wants, you see, because herself, her, I mean, her cells are now self-destructing at the speed of about 60 miles per hour. The cells are self-destructing. So anything that will destroy her, that's what she will be craving from now on. And ice water is the worst thing for a cancer patient because it's going to cause stenosis. Stenosis is narrowing of the blood vessels until the, until the blood vessels shut down completely. So you think that the person is anemic, and mm. the person does not have blood? No, no. It is stenosis that is preventing blood from going to different parts of her tissues. That's why the person would not feel like eating anymore. No appetite. No appetite whatsoever. Food would taste like like glass. Food would taste like glass. So she would not have to eat it. So make sure your mother does not drink ice water. Okay. And then two, make sure she does not eat tomatoes. No food... Oh. No food should be cooked with tomato. If she cooks, if you cook food with, the, if you use tomato to cook her stew, your mother will not be around too long. That's why the cancer spread, and and then that's somebody why somebody told her to take tomatoes. No, nobody told her. Somebody did tell her tomatoes and tomato soup. I don't think she did it because she kind of doesn't listen to a lot of stuff, but she was in, instructed to do that. You see, and sometimes too, sometimes too, uh, people who are sick like this don't listen, especially if they are, if if the message is not coming from a person of authority. You see, yeah. if it's a, just a friend who read from some some book somewhere, right. well, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. What 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 do you do? What do you do? You know, yeah. but if it's a doctor who is telling you this, and the doctor has a track record mm-hmm. of preventing death. In cancer patients, your mother will listen. Another thing, too, that I would like you to do for your mother before I take on her case is that she has to surround herself with positive things. Don't bring any bills to your mother. That, that is, this is what kills many cancer patients. She's already in a very negative situation. Cancer puts her in a very negative situation. Cells don't divide with negative impulses. They divide with positive impulses. So don't bring anything that is negative to your mother anymore. 
like sisters who will be quarreling, brothers who don't mm-hmm. talk to the sister, and all that. All this will get on the nerves, on your mother's nerve, and then you make her more angry. The angrier she be, she is, the more dire her situation is going to become. So if you want not, if you want to keep your mom, make sure that you comply with my recommendations. Okay. So people who have listened, people who have complied, are still around. Go to my website. There's a cancer patient. I told you about Alvin Vincent. He's on my website. Who the VA sent him to die. He's still alive today. So he complied with all my recommendations. But look at what he did just two weeks ago. He felt he, he thought he was so healthy that he decided to go and buy Subway. He went and bought Subway. The following day, his legs and his lower abdomen were swollen. He called me, Dr. Nati. I am swollen. My question was, what did you eat that was outside my recommendation? Oh, I went and had some Subway. Subway? There is a mold. There is a mold in the meat from Subway. If it gets into your system, you are in big trouble. So I had to ionize, I had to remove the toxin of this mold from him before his swelling went down. Just because he mentioned Subway. So if you want your mom to live, there are certain restrictions. I will give you the full documentation on cancer. Cancer do's and cancer don'ts. So that your mom complies and then if I start the treatment, that will prolong her life. Okay? Okay. No, I think that's really important though because following the dietary track and being around the positive impulses, Dr. Nardi, I I can definitely say just in, in the bit of time that I've been around Syntopsy and in, and in the health field in general, um, being around people who, who care about us and that are not negative um, makes a world of a difference. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So we still have Coach there? Okay. Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Uh, Nikita, uh, I was asking, did you, uh, Nikita, do you have the phone number to give Dr. Nari a call tomorrow? I do, yeah. I just saved it when he gave oh. it to the other brother. All right, all right. We want, we want to send a prayer out for uh, Nikita's mama, too. So we praying over We pray. This, I'm from a praying family. I'm from a praying family. I'm from a praying lineage. Um, we don't discriminate. Uh, when the answer, when when my spirit say we're supposed to pray, 
and that's what we're gonna do. So um, definitely asking everybody to send that send that same same healing energy out to Nikita's mama and her, so she can be positive and she can have some power and some strength to support uh, her family for what that's going through. Because death traumatizes a family, not just for a little while either. Just the thought of it, just the fear, you know. And so um, I want to applaud her for being on the line and thanking and thank her for be for being obedient and listening tonight um, to Spirit to call in and uh, get her mama some help. And I love your mama because I love my mama. I love all mamas. And so. Um, Right. Definitely uh, desire that she get well, and I'm uh, gonna put something on my altar for her tonight. Uh, uh, Jew, you might as well get on them words of power over there. Let me open up my man's line. Jew, you are you with me? Jew, Chicago, seven seven three. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. We got to get these words of power cranking, big bro. Oh yeah, man. It's definitely in in, in right on time. Right, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a call so we can um, use you know all our faculties. As a matter of fact, I like to ask Dr. Nardi. Um, we've been talking about food and a lot of things physical, a lot of things tangible tonight. We've also been talking about um, the energy of um, you know, like you just told her, don't show her any bills, don't show her anything to depress her, don't make anything, you know, to uh, make the energy go uh, go away. Um, a lot of us, Dr. Nardi, have uh, we we celebrate our ancestors. We um, we have altars in our house, and we desire to unlock that assistance from that other realm. Um, and I remember a, a, a sh- our first show where I hadn't even mentioned this. I think we may have to do a whole show just on the spiritual aspect of symptometry one day about alcohol. And if alcohol is, you know, uh, depleting us here on a physical level, then we shouldn't have alcohol on our altars. And a lot of people say, oh, wait a minute, I got wine, I got vodka, I got brandy, I got scotch, you know, offering it to your ancestors. Can you uh, give us um, or do you have some wisdom about um, how we can um, be respectful to our ancestors in order to... uh, get assistance from them, maybe in preparing our altars or how we communicate or how we think so we can, um, you know, lend on that particular assistance? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, one, thing, one, thing you, one, thing you have to, one thing you have to know and understand is we have what is called relics. We have what is called relics. And don't hold your ancestors to uh, don't hold them and don't 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 condemn them to the psychic world. Allow mm. them to evolve also. Let them move upwards instead of keeping them in the psychic world. And one thing I will not advise is using alcohol. You know, um, in Ghana we have what is called pori libation, where uh, you put you put something uh, you uh, you put uh, some alcohol uh, you, uh, some some gin or schnapps in a glass and then uh, and then you you pour it on the ground and you mention the names of the departed and so on and so forth. All these keep uh, uh, 
um, the, 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 the departed, the diseased. I mean, uh, uh, within, the psychic, within the psychic sphere. Allow them to move to a higher plane, and you allow this, uh, you allow this to, to occur by not using alcohol. Alcohol is not, it's not, it's not, it's not something that has to be cherished at all. You see, it is good as a symbol, but when you have wine, this wine was made with grapes. It was made with grapes. We have non-alcoholic uh, wine. We have non-alcoholic wine, depending on the level, the, 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 the duration of the fermentation. We have non-alcoholic wine. Many Greeks have non-alcoholic wine. Many Italians have non-alcoholic wine. When I visited that in New Zealand, they had non-alcoholic wine. And uh, it's, it's very nourishing because it, it has a lot of flavonoids. It has a lot of flavonoids. And uh, 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 oligo, uh, uh, PCOs, post-cyanidolic oligobiters, they're another brand of flavonoids. So they know how to prepare it very well so that the alcohol does not, does not, does not occur at all. But unfortunately, there are certain people who, because they are caught in the, they are caught in the psychic, uh, in the psychic, in the psychic world, they would like to perpetuate this by using alcohol. You can have your altar at home. Just take alcohol from, from it. Just take alcohol from it. You can have other relics. You can have beads. Beads of different colors. Because that beads are the connection between the present and the past and the past to the future. That's why we have beads. Beads have a symbolic role in our culture. You see? So these are these are the kind of items that you must have on the altar. But please subtract alcohol. Mm. Thank you, Dr. Nardi. Whew. Uh, I'm just caught up right now. I got a lot of stuff up in my throat right now. Uh, Amsu, say something. Okay, we got it. Um, so one thing we want to get back on because we're we're leading up to the 14th this weekend, and um, you know the information that's coming to uh, uh, Greensboro, you know it's, it's really uh, fortunate that you know we, we touched on a lot of things tonight, quite a, quite a few things, and you know and Dr. Nardi has been right there on it. So um, Dr. Nardi, just as is there anything um, on your your heart right now in your mind that you want to share with us about you know uh, being a human being and or, or about you know the twelve facets? I'm sure at some point we'll get to that. But anything you know specific um, that we need to you know be aware of, if you will. Yeah. Um... First, you have to know why you are here. Why are you here? Why are you here? Why were you born? Many people don't know. They just exist. 
And then even I, I, I saw one slogan, one slogan that really made me wonder what the world is coming up to. Live fast and die young. Live fast and die young. What, what, what is that? Live fast and die young. What is that? People don't know why we are here. We are here. Let me tell you why we are here. And this is spiritual. Why symptometry is the only tapestry that connects the spiritual to science. We are here because we are products of DNA. In other words, we are continuity. That's why we are here. The mistakes that our ancestors made, we were born in order to correct these mistakes. We were born in order to correct these mistakes. And unfortunately, we keep repeating the mistakes of our ancestors. And then some say, oh, well, uh, uh, we have to listen to our ancestors. Yes, if you want to listen to your ancestors, better correct your mistakes. They made their mistakes 10,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, 400, 500 years ago. They didn't have symptometry. They, they, I mean, you see, there is one thing that many people are not aware of. They do not know when you ask anybody today, what was, what was the origin of slavery? You hear different, different answers. Or oh, it was a white man who went, who went to, to Africa and brought us here. You forgot one very important factor. Alcohol is responsible for what happened. The tragedy of humanity was caused by alcohol. Go back and study the history of slavery. Go back to Ghana. Go back to the Ashanti region with the paramount chiefs. What was given to them? It was one bottle called, one drink called schnapps and another one called gin. It was schnapps and gin that was given to the Ashanti chiefs. That was given to the dangerous chiefs. And from there, what happened? People were being sold. That is the beginning of slavery. Alcohol. You say you, are, you listen to your ancestors. Okay. If you listen to your ancestors, do exactly what symptometry is doing. Start correcting your mistakes right now so that you have a long life. Our ancestors live for to be only 30 years old, 40 years old, 45 years old. By age 45, they were old and old and old. They don't want that. They want us to correct their mistakes. That's why we are a continuation of their DNA. This is what ancestral worship means. Let us correct these mistakes. And symptometry is here to lead the way. That's it. Thank you.
Thank you so much for that, Dr. Nardi. You know, because know, bringing together science, spirituality, guy is is off the chain. I I gotta I gotta call one in. I gotta call one of my I gotta call one of my peoples off the block tonight. I just want to get some comments and feedback uh, before the show gets off. Um, my brother, he been he just called in tonight. He hit me up. Uh, Infinite, I'm going to open up your microphone. And um, this is one of my proud fathers, um, uh, uh, brother, uh, man, five children, a wife, um, soldiering for his family. And um, for him to be listening to this call for the first time, I just wanted to get, you know, a little feedback from the uh, from the brother real quick. Uh, brother Infinite, your mic is open. Hey, I wanted to say that um, your timing is perfect, uh, Brother Kair, uh, Coach Kair, because um, I definitely wanted to talk to the brother. I just been sitting back listening to what he's saying and the, um, the wisdom and um, how accurate everything is. But I wanted to get a synopsis because I did tune in kind of late on um, what is uh, symmetry. Uh, what is the term? Symmetry. Symptometry. Symptometry. Um, that's a nom- uh It sounds like it's. Um, has something to do with uh, the, the balance, but um, I wanted to get uh, some of that, and also I wanted to ask a question about, in general, if there were um, certain foods that, um, in general, we should be eating more of, and certain foods that we should be eating eating less of, um, or does that all depend on the type and the condition that you have? And also, you can include any of the conditions that you have with your own family, because you know, little Sonny used to have that skin condition. See what I'm saying? Uh, so you yeah, want to as well as, um, like that. You can go specific like that. As well as um as well as asthma and um and eczema and the um skin irritations. Uh, All right. Okay. Oh you wanted you wanted to go on? Oh no that I was just interested in those things. Okay. All right, thank you. All right. Okay. Anytime you have anytime you have skin irritation Anytime you have skin irritation, it's because the person's blood is very dirty. Very, 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 very dirty. That's what causes itching. That causes, causes uh, skin abnormalities. And sometimes even ulcers that will not heal. And that is uh, a lot of debris in blood. And if I ask you a question right now, when was the last time you sanitized your, your child's blood? You will not know what I'm talking about. You see, so... So you ask, so what, what is symptometry? Symptometry is um, the kind of field that is here to help every person to heal properly in a very balanced manner and at a cellular level. That is symptometry. You have to know how to remove garbage from your blood, you have to know how to remove blockages from your cells. You have to know how to properly nourish your blood, your colon, your cells, so that you remain optimally healthy. Our cells don't want to die. Our DNA does not want to die. That is why they keep producing symptoms, so that we do something about their plight. But unfortunately, most of us are confused 
instead of going to a doctor who is going to remove the root of the symptom, they go to a doctor who is going to suppress the symptom with some ointment, with some lotion, with some injection, with some drug, with some surgery. That is the wrong way to go. Symptometry is now here to tell you that whenever the body is producing a symptom, try to find out why the person, why the body is producing the symptom. So if you don't have an answer from a physician, you try someone else, you try someone else, and if all these people cannot provide an answer, you go to a symptometrist. Symptometry is the last stop. It's over. The idea that this thing is a mystery, asthma is a mystery, uh, eczema is a mystery, uh, that is not true. We are knocking these things down. Nothing is a mystery anymore. Everything has an explanation. And symptometry has the scientific explanation for it. If your child has asthma, he's very susceptible to sulfites. Never take that child to a buffet. Never, never go to a buffet. Never. Because the leaves that you see at this buffet, some of them are even seven days old. They keep spraying sulfites. They keep spraying sulfite on all of them so that they look fresh. If you have asthma and you go there, you will be in big, big trouble. You have asthma and you go, to, you go eat Chinese food, you'll be in big trouble because of MSG. You have asthma and you eat kale, you'll be in trouble. So you come to symptometry, we'll give you the list of the foods that you are supposed to stay away from and we'll give you the particulate that will help you to cure your asthma and bring more electricity to your body. Asthma is just electricity. What was the last food that you said on that list? You said the Chinese food and the buffets, and you um, said another food. And then kale, kale, kale. Kale. K-A-L-E. Yes, sir. So you stay away from these foods, you stay away from these foods, and then you see that this, uh, asthma is, is good to improve. And then... Unfortunately, staying away from food will not be enough. You have to learn to produce certain enzymes. So we show you how to produce those enzymes. Now, as far as eczema is concerned, eczema results from non-production of enzyme 65. A person who is not producing enzyme 65 will not be able to break down and liquefy the chemicals in many, many, many foods. As a result, uh, the person will eat a lot and there will be abnormalities where an itch occurs. So we treat eczema, we cure eczema, but on condition that you comply with our recommendations. Don't eat that food, don't eat chocolate, don't eat nuts, and so on and so forth. If you comply, fine. But if you tell me, okay, if, if I don't eat all this, then what? What, 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 what else is there to eat? There's nothing else there to eat. Once you say there's nothing else there to eat, it will be very difficult for us to treat you. But if you give you the list of the foods that you can eat, 
and then you comply, you see an improvement. And nobody, nobody will tell you to stay away from the, all the other foods. Many people are sick because they do not know the foods to eat and the foods not to eat. So this has been simplified now. Buy the book called What to Consume. Buy the book called What to Consume. It has the 45 foods for the human race. Still stay with these 45 foods, and you'll see the difference yourself, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And, uh, Brother Infinite, definitely want to invite you and the family out. He's going to be over at the School of Creativity this Saturday, uh, at, starting at 10 o'clock, right, Amso? That's correct. It's from 10 to 4 or 10 to 5 or what? It's going to be from 10 to 4.30, and, yeah, that's, that's the time that we have right now, but it could go on maybe till 5. Um, also, on Friday the 13th, we still have one or two slots available for people who want to um, come and meet Dr. Nardi for, for a consultation. Um, we'll be over there as well, and... You know, you can come in and, and, and get a complimentary, you know, free consult with Dr. Nardi, about 15 to 20 minutes. So just wanted to. Um, where is that, Amsel, where is that going to be at on Friday? That's going to be over at the Creativity Center as, as well and um, on the second floor. Uh, you can get in contact with me so I can get you on the list. And the number is uh, 336 456 9183 and um you know that's provided if we don't uh work Dr. Nardi too much but I, he seems to be a dynamo <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a problem but uh, all right and, um um absolutely y'all go ahead and give Amsu uh, Amsu a call somebody can put that number in the chat room for me uh he's Charlie he's a Charlie Abbott on yes. uh, Facebook, if you need to send him a message to get in contact with him, um, I definitely want to invite all my gangsters out. Uh, I know Doctor Donnie said you inviting all the gangsters out. I want to invite all my gangsters out um, in Greensboro. Um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of right there where we having this uh, having this lecture at is right beside some railroad tracks, and on one side of the railroad tracks is some of the wealthiest money. In the state of North Carolina, not just Greensboro, the cemetery across from the location that we will be at <laughs> is one of the wealthiest cemeteries in North Carolina, maybe not if on the East Coast. I don't know anybody know about the Cones, but they own or are affiliated with almost every major hospital in North Carolina. So they said, well, not Duke and Chapel Hill. Yeah, but what about the rest of them? The cones got their hands in it. And then right on the other side of the train tracks is one of the poorest parts of um, Greensboro. Uh, violence, uh, gunplay, uh, um, all all types of deprivation going on. And um, I just uh, want to say I really appreciate um, the efforts uh, Brother Amsu for bringing Dr. Nardi to a particular geographic location, a vortex like that, to bring in a uh, healing energy like that. So I wanted to just I applaud that. 
Like I said, I want all my um, all my gangsters to come out and get healing too, cause the gangsters need love. They gangsters got wives. Gangsters make babies, you know. And and to say to look at the child and say, well, this is this is your lot in life. That's not good enough anymore. So um, I definitely want to uh, invite and uh, challenge all my male gangsters out in the house. I know I can. I know I can depend on my man Jabo. Come on down from Winston Salem. Uh, I'm gonna try to bring as many cats from Fayetteville and put the word out between now and the end of the week to ride up there. Um, so, I'm just I just want to just throw that in there real quick. Uh, no, uh, another person done called in. Call it from the four four three six eight two. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? This is Dream. I'm calling from Baltimore. What's your name again? This is Dream. I'm calling from Baltimore. How are you, Dream? I'm doing pretty good. I had a question for Dr. Nartley. I wanted to know what type of recommendations he would have for spinal nerve damage. Okay. Well, as far as spinal nerve damage is concerned, what you have to do is you have to remove the blockage that is there first because uh, once the nerve is damaged, uh, you okay. How did the nerve get damaged? Was it the, the result of a bad fall? Was it the result of a, a, a bad surgery? Or how did the nerve get damaged? I really don't know. I just woke up one morning a couple years ago. I just had real severe pain on and off for about six years, and I finally went to go get a diagnosis from my, uh, my orthopedic, and they told me that I had spinal nerve damage and sciatica. Uh, that is that is not a problem. Symptomatically, uh, we'll show you uh, what to do, and then uh, uh, the kind of foods you don't have to eat, so that we help your nerves to heal. Don't forget that nerves, nerves also heal, but you have to you have to comply with their condition. Their mm-hmm. condition is that their condition is that every nerve must find its shaft. If right. the nerve, if the nerve cannot grow into its shaft, it will be blocked, and it will teach you a lesson because you did not help it to find its shaft. It is still lost, mm-hmm. so it will stop. It will stop causing the damage. It stop causing the pain that runs through your thigh, to your knee, and all that in your hip. Very, very painful, and uh, it will yeah, stop doing that. Yes, it will stop doing that only if you stop eating certain foods, and then you help it. Uh, you help it to produce uh, vitamin B12. And vitamin B12, don't go to the store and go and buy that vitamin B12 over there. Learn to properly nourish your nourish your colons, so that your colons will produce vitamin the real vitamin B12. Oh, so okay. That, so that so that so that you heal. Properly, and myelin, uh, myelin is the coat, is the coat of every nerve, and if myelin has been peeled off from the nerve, oh man, your pain will be excruciating <laughs> and you never forget. Yeah, that's one time that. you couldn't even walk for two weeks. There, there you go. That's it. So that that is, that is what is happening. So we have to repair myelin. You have to repair myelin, the coat or the 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 coat of the nerve. You have to repair that. You have to help the nerve to find its shaft. 
you have to properly nourish your colon so that they produce all the B vitamins, including vitamin B12. It's mm-hmm. coming from the colon. It's coming from the colon. So you have to know how to do that. So we, we yeah. can, I can easily help you to do that. I, okay. I can just, I, I like to just add that I, I experienced that, you know, one of the things that I, that I had, that I was actually going through and, and um, we were able to resolve that fairly quickly with the, with the symptometry. So um, just wanted to share that. Well, that's good. I'm going to definitely stay in touch. Appreciate the show, Kaya. Absolutely. And I, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you a question. Uh, how old are you? 25. That's it? Yeah. Only 25 years old? No, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, boy. So, and, okay. and, and it wasn't to embarrass you or anything like that. No. But to, but to give somebody else, you know, at a young age, you know, encouragement to say, hey, this is not normal. I need to, you know, I need to find out. And also, mm-hmm. you know, let's say if it's somebody 13 or 14 listening, Dr. Naughty knows I'm always about the babies that's listening in my show, and that they'll realize that that, that that good health is not guaranteed if you're playing around. True. So not that you were playing around, but you just didn't know. You only, you know, we're operating <laughs> what we know. And now you done got some new information. So um, once again, I got to ask everybody to send some more prayers out to the sister here in Baltimore because that prayer energy can go ahead and handle, you know what I'm saying, move tonight. So uh, once again, Big Jew up there in um, in Chicago, uh, get on them words of power and get back to work. So thank you, sister. We're sending some prayers out and some healing light to you right now. I appreciate that. Y'all have a good one. Thank right, you. Thank you. All right, thank you. Stay on the line, though, because if you drop off, you won't get the rest of the call. I'm not. I'm not hanging up. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, caller from the uh, FIC, you coming up next, but I got caller from the 510-228. Your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Greetings. My name is Shawnee, and I'm calling from Oakland, California. Hi, Shawnee. Hi. Um, thank you all for having the show. I'm really enjoying it. It's also um, fascinating to hear another perspective on health. I read a lot of books on nutrition, and it's so interesting how different people have different perspectives. Um, and I'm definitely respecting where the roots of your um Recommendations are coming from doctors So My question has to do with teeth I have two young children Who um, I took to the dentist Recently And they have A lot of work that the dentist Says needs to be done on their mouth And I would like to um, Implement Like non-invasive And natural Um healing for their mouths instead of the drilling and surgeries and stuff that are being recommended. Uh, Dr. Nardi, you got two minutes, no. too. You got, you got right, two okay, minutes. That, that, that is fine. Uh, I, will not, I will not even encourage you to go, to, to go that route at all. 
Um, as far as as far as teeth are concerned, um, teeth and gums are concerned, in symptometry we have the particulates to help you to produce sound and healthy enamel, uh, the, the covering of the teeth, and then very healthy gums. So your children will have a good future in symptometry. And all you have to do is just give me a call, okay? Okay, that's good to hear. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Shani. Sending out prayers to the babies. You know, I hear them in the background, Dr. Nardin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got um, one more, my man, Infinite. I'm sorry, go ahead, Shani. May I have the number again? Oh, yeah. 708. Yeah. Oh, I got stuck. 691. 4977. 497. Seven. Seven. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Infinite, your mic is open. You got 30 seconds. Uh, I just wanted to ask the good doctor a question about, um, like, joints. Uh, joints being sore from, like, maybe, um, certain exercises like the jumping and um is there anything uh that he could recommend to like alleviate that as well as uh kind of some of the stiffness that comes with like sitting for a while um, no 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 anytime you have anytime you have a joint problem <laughs> you have a liver problem anytime you have a joint problem you have a liver problem because the liver will have to continue to produce a very important product for your cartilage it's called somatomedine. Mm-hmm. So if you are not producing enough of that, you are going to experience pain or stiffness in your joints. And they call that arthritis, you know. And uh, you are too young for that. Uh, you are not supposed to have it. I don't have it, and I will never have it. So just because I know <laughs> how to properly nourish my liver. Okay? Okay. Infinite, you know, hey, so so now I want to see you in that Santee posture, brother. You a cheek, you know what I'm saying, with your cheekbones and that shin ye. The man just said go to the liver, so we can go ahead and get you started tonight. Exactly. All right. Uh, Infinite, you might as well just stay up because I'm getting ready to call you as soon as the show go off, so don't even go nowhere. Uh, Dr. Nardi, once again, I have had some fun tonight. I have been on the emotional roller coaster, too. So, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I apologize for taking up some of your time, um, but I do appreciate you coming out and uh, lending us your time. So, you want to give us any last words, or are you just going to? Oh no, 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 no! You don't. You don't have to apologize at all because don't forget that I'm enjoying every bit of it, and all these people who are calling and asking for help. If I were not here, you know, this would have been disastrous. You know, so it's good that I'm here and I'm listening. And I'm also part in, I mean, helping uh, uh, to, to improve situations in other people's lives. 